Well, I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> For those of you old enough to remember the old airplane movie, I think that was a line from that Jeff Bridges. Anyway, it's a Monday, and, and normally it's not a Boomtown Rats Monday. If you remember, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Great Monday for everybody. Me? Eh, it's just, uh, you'll find out on the show today. But a great weekend was had, so get ready. We're going to redux that because that'll lift my spirits. And we'll dive headlong into a lot of good stories and maybe some that you might think are bad stories. But I'll give you a perspective that is good on them. And the second hour, uh, Bobby Ann, what's her last name here? First time on the show, Bobby Ann Cox from New York, or at least uh, the case was in New York. Pushback against quarantine for anything in New York. She beat their butts. Let me just call it that legally. <laughs> Hochul, Governor Hochul, not happy about it. She is, but we're happy about it. We're going to have Bobby Ann on the show in hour two. So stick around for that simulcast as well. And, uh, oh, ornery is an understatement today. Look out, Super Don. The Robert Scott Bell Show is about to begin now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. I guess we'll start a show. I, I can't vouch for anything I say today because it could be said with an emotional intingement. How about that for a new word? I just created that. Emotion, emotional intingement. Look that one up. I don't think that's a word yet. Uh, of course, it's a tinge of what? Emotion. Emotional intingement. I just... Like I said, look it up. Tell me if it's a word or not. Otherwise, I want credit for it. No, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, it's just one of those days where uh, uh, a pylon on top of pylon in terms of, uh, let's say, things that you've seen and thought and, did, and you're like, whoa, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? How did I miss that? And it just kind of adds up. And then, boom, you're home finally from a trip, which, by the way, was great. The weekend spent with our friends at Nutritional Frontiers was amazing. It's like a, a stark contrast. Then I kind of knew there was a lot of stuff waiting when I got back in the studio that I had to do. Uh, and I'm just letting you know, like I said, today, intense. You know, the leeway and the kindness and the gentleness that I usually try to exude <laughs> may not be there. Might not be here today as we cover some subjects uh, that I think are, are rather important. Uh, but I may not be holding back. Well, do I normally hold back? Yeah, well, let's just say a language warning. I'm not a, a pur purposefully going to use language the kids shouldn't hear. what well, they hear it, but uh, I'm not intending to use any of that. But if something slips out, Super Don might bleep me. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see where it goes. But I'm grateful to be here. Honestly, grateful for an amazing weekend. I love getting to hang out with uh, Jamie Dorley and Joe Messino and, and so many others, including, of course, Tracy Strout and Judy Mikovits. What an absolute doll sweetheart just you know as brilliant as she is so as well heart-centered and spirit-centered caring and concerned and also fearless as we talked about uh some things before her talk on uh, and it ended up in sunday's radio broadcast of the robert scott bell show both tracy and judy i thought it was a great hour uh and i tell you what you know when people it's funny you know as we were talking this is just me and judy i don't think she'll mind this because she's she's vocal about this as well you know people will say to her stay safe, you know, like travel safe, stay safe. And she's like, stop it already. There's no safety is not guaranteed in this life. Stop saying stay safe. And yes, it's a nice sentiment. We get that. I do understand the sentiment, but I like her like safety is overrated. 
Now, in, in certain things, if you if you're going on an amusement park ride, do you want it safety tested? Do you want to make sure that the belts are? Yeah, okay. There's basic concepts of safety. We're not talking about throwing caution to the wind and doing stupid stuff. But in terms of the breath of life, breathing, when you identify what you're here to do, and you don't do it, to me that's unsafe. <laughs> but if you are breathing, your mission, your purpose, your 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 every being what is, is designed to be here and you figured it out and you're not doing that again, that's not safe. But if you're doing it, do you worry about safety first? And I can hear myself as I say, this It's like, Oh, Robert, come on. You got, you gotta be sitting. Here's what I'm saying. All right. Let's say all the things we talk about, I talk about here or a Judy Mikovits or anybody that has a, a, a bit of knowledge and wisdom in a certain area that collides with the, the dominant narrative of the pretend owners and controllers of all life on planet earth. They're delusional demigods. They're not real gods, but they have this self-belief. And a lot of people imbue them with that belief because they worship them or they fear them as if they're fearing God. And, and, and I, I, I look at this and I say, okay, if you are breathing your mission, if you are speaking your truth, and I'm not saying that, you know, every time I breathe my mission or speak my truth, I'm 100% right. I, I think I'm right a lot of it because it's rooted in principle that I have uncovered through my own research or with the help of others to say, hey, look at that. Check that out. And then you go do it. You put it to the test. You find it works. And you're like, well, OK, that's pretty solid until I figure something else out that either uh, contravenes it, which usually doesn't, or gives me a deeper understanding of something I didn't understand about what I thought I knew. So if I know what I know based on my own experience, clinical and otherwise, just personal experience, and I don't speak it, and I don't live it, that's not being safe. That's dangerous. So I come back to the mission, the purpose in life. If your mission and purpose in life is to speak truth in healing, for instance, just yeah, I know it's a narrow band among many things to do, but just one big thing right now, that's become the thing to censor. The thing to attack, the thing to, oh, we're, we're going to threaten you, or you know, on and on it goes. And, and then people are genuinely concerned. And I appreciate that. I know Judy uh, Mikovits appreciates that. She's loving the love. And, and, and why wouldn't she? She's been written off by the scientific community that she was once a part of, even though she's got more science in her little finger than they have in you know, the Fauci's of the world, for instance. And so she speaks out, and of course, it threatens the power structure, not because she's trying to purposefully take it down or she has the delusion that she can or that I am. And I no, I don't perceive that I can, nor am I even interested in it. You know, the social construct, I get that people need what they need, even if I don't need it anymore. You've been through stuff. You used to need something. Now you don't need it. Like I needed that security blanket. I needed health insurance which I've said so many times, and Jamie Dorley from Nutritional Frontiers, please tell him that again. He loves it when I say that. What's the most dangerous thing you can have in America? Really good medical insurance. It's not health insurance. It's coverage for pharmaceutical interventions that are just as likely or maybe more likely to kill you than help you. So who's being safe now? I got really good medical insurance. I'm safe. Are you? third leading cause of death, second or first leading cause of death, that kind of coverage, you want it? You can have it. But don't make me pay for it. If you want it, go get it. 
But again, then we go into socialized medicine constructs and we go to Canada and I say, hey, to my Canadian friends, you love your system. Oh, it's great. It's so much better in America and on and on. It's like, this is not about America better, Canada worse. This is not, this is just a specific example of perspectives, taking it all the way through. You love that insurance system, that single payer system. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right. How much of it do you use? Oh, I wouldn't use it. What do you mean? You said you loved it. I wouldn't use it. What you wouldn't use it. What? Well, it, it only covers uh, drugs and vaccines and surgery. And I'm, I want to stay away from that. I don't, I don't believe in that. Like, okay. So it's so great that you want it not for yourself, but for poor people that can't afford not to have, but you perceive it's dangerous. Yes. Yes. So much for staying safe, right? Stay safe. Be safe. Safety is overrated. Safety is not guaranteed in this life. It's, uh, well, it comes with an expiration date in terms of your physicality. I believe in the immortality of soul, of the spirit, of God, but that, I say it's a separate thing. It's not. We, we perceive it as separate because we don't live in that state of consciousness that I call soul, seeing things, including every other person, including the, some of the butt ugliest people like Anthony Fauci on this planet, also soul. Some would say he doesn't have a soul. He's acting like he doesn't. Okay, granted. But in terms of that reality, it's a harsh reality. He'll learn it one day or one lifetime. I don't know when. And, and, and you know, this gets to change, transformation, transformation of consciousness, transformation of behavior. How many of you have lived a certain way for a certain period in your life and one day, maybe over the course of many days or weeks or months or years, finally, something dawns on you and said, whoa, I was doing that wrong. I, that was horrible. I did that. Oh, man, I don't know how that. Well, I'm not going to do that again. And you actually genuinely make a, a turn for the better. You change, you change, you transform. Has that ever happened to you? Do you know anybody that that's happened to? They've lived their whole life to a certain point and then suddenly they've, they, they turned they're not the same person anymore. Now, I, I can I think of a number of examples here. How about an example of a, a super mom? How many wives or super moms do you know who you are? And maybe much of your life, even prior to that, you were the proverbial doormat. In other words, you would do you would rescue everybody. You would do everything. You're like a superhero mom. And then one day in life, you wake up and go, that's wrong. Everybody's taking advantage of me. They're not helping. They're not pulling their weight at all. There's no balance. It's, it's so far out of line. You're like, enough. I've had it. And you hit that point. You know, enough. It's like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. This is changing. This is different. And then the people around you resist. And they go, who, who is this person? We don't know this. Oh, this is hard. She's gone off the deep end. And it's like, for the first time, you're actually acknowledging that you have needs and you need downtime, whatever it is. And so that's a change in transformation. Now, you, somebody might fall back into the old patterns of being the doormat, being abused, any, anything like that. But some genuinely wake up and go, no more. And then the people that knew them in a certain way don't know them anymore. And many of them will try to hold them back because they don't want to grant the possibility that someone has made such a transformation that they no longer even identify with their name. Now, this is not going into a transgender woke uh, a discussion. I promise you, that's not where I'm going, but a transformation of consciousness. I've had people in my sphere over the years that I knew them as one name and they said, this name doesn't fit me anymore. And they changed their name. 
And some of us might go, oh, that's weird. I don't like that. It doesn't fit for me. But what about honoring where they are? Now, only for a a brief moment will will I acknowledge that there are people that are genuinely gender confused. I don't even want to go here, but I, I got to. There's a genuineness that preceded all of the wokeism. Has there ever been? Now, yes, very rare relative to what we see today. But we would argue, I would argue, of course, what kind of endocrine disrupting compounds, what kind of uh, wokeism training is going on, you know, to take it out of that context. So people who are adults of what you would have to say, sound minded, whatever. And you go, all right, as an adult, you can make these decisions about whatever, but to do this to kids, that's abuse. That's abuse. Now I come back to that transformation of name. I'm going to say, look, I even went through that. I even went through that growing up for my whole life up until the age, well, mid, late twenties. Remember at 24, I made that transformation in terms of figuring it out that everything that I had learned about medicine was wrong. And I was suddenly introduced into a whole new world of homeopathic medicine, organic living supplements, everything that I didn't know, cleaning up everything. And within a few years, and again, there's a spiritual basis for this as well, in terms of energy and vibration associated with a name. I was known as Scott, my middle name, which I'm still cool with. Some people were my mommy, mommy. Hi, mommy. <laughs> Scotty. She calls me Scotty. And there are friends that I've known for years and people will do that. It doesn't bother me. But my first name was Robert always, but I didn't, I never went by Robert. And at a certain point in my late twenties, something happened that I said, you know what? I need to express that full name, Robert Scott Bell. Now I, I didn't know at the time that there would be a show called the Robert Scott Bell show, but I began using my full name and I didn't say, I demand you call me Robert Scott Bell. That never been the case, but in certain circles, as I was going out into the world as an, an, you know, kind of a, an adult thing, Robert seemed to vibrate better with who I felt like at the same time, I don't deny that Scott is still a part of me as my middle name. So don't be confused. I'm not trying to confuse anybody. I'm trying to explain vibrational realities for people that have transformations in their life. And mine's mild. I didn't have to change my name. I just had to activate it, use it all. That's all I'm saying here. But why am I saying this? I'm looking at people in my life and maybe people in your life that we go, they'll never change. That'll never happen. And then I ask you to step back and say, find somebody in your life that that has happened to, that they lived a certain way. And now they look back and they're like, man, I can't believe I did that. I would never do that. And they don't do that again. And then we get to the transformation of uh, the limited worldview of a zebra can't change its stripes. Okay. Well, yeah, physically a zebra is a zebra, but it denies when you apply that concept to human consciousness, something that is very limiting and not accurate. That at any point in creation, in your creation, you can have an acknowledged transformation. Maybe you worked on it for years. Maybe it just suddenly the light opened up and you're like, I see the light beyond explanation for someone who says there's no such thing. But for you, you knew it. You had the experience. Kind of like when I had my experience as a sixth grader, when I was choking to death at, at, at my elementary school, our elementary school went to seventh grade. I've told the story and I ran out and fell into the arms of the science teacher, passed out, ended up in this beautiful meadow, more real than anything I can say and see out here with my eyes open, my ears, everything like being awake, 
people say, oh, that's a hallucination. That's a, you know, your, your neurons are firing. Okay, fine. You want to believe that? I don't mind. Don't have, I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but it was an acknowledged recognition of something I felt that they, there was more to life than this physical shell and that I was more than the physical body. In fact, that I wasn't the physical body. I existed outside or beyond it, soul or spirit. And that experience, the near-death experience, some would call it now spiritually transformative experience, STEs, NDEs, that changed me forever. I wasn't all the way an adult. Yeah, I was still a kid figuring it out, but at least I had this worldview that was like, oh, there's something more going on here. Something doesn't make sense. And as I got more confirmation, as I was a seeker, asking questions, demand, reading, all the things, finally I was ready and I got you know a deeper understanding of that. I could live in in absolutely a state of peace in terms of knowing who I am, what I'm here to do, and still trying to figure out, and that could still change. But I bring about all of this based on the wonderful experience of, let's just point out Judy Mikovits. Brilliant as she is being stuck in an environment of corruption, the corruption of science. Science is science, but the corruption of science is something that happened. And she decides, she's like, I'm not putting up with this. I'm speaking. And she had consequences associated with, with doing the right thing. I think most of you would perceive she did the right thing. And coming out of it, she's like, I was silenced for five years. I'm not going to be silenced anymore. And she's not. And when asked about the fear issue, you know, I set it up on there, uh, up on the stage, so to speak, uh, at Nutritional Frontiers Education event. People ask me if I'm afraid. I say, no, I wear the armor of God. And I carry my carry on based on, you know, living a godly life. Whatever you perceive that to be might be different. I realize that. But as Judy said, the same thing. And I've said this about fear. When you are living in fear, various states of fear creeping in to your consciousness, I argue that it's due to a disconnect from source, from your divinity. Much like I've identified and said that the, the doctor's mission, real duty, remember doctor, physician is a teacher and a healer, is really, in my opinion, my experience, is to connect people, whether you call them patients or clients, to the source of all healing, and that is their divinity. That connection to the source of all creation power that created the body can heal the body on and on it goes. And so we're at, again, at a point of you realize what you're here to do. And you're like saying things that are upsetting the apple cart, so to speak, the uh, narrative of the globalists agenda with all their power and money. And you're like, you're not afraid. Why not? Because you're obeying what I perceive to be the commandments from God or the creator, whatever they are to be. And somebody say, oh, you're being commanded. I was like, yeah, be a little humble, will you? This is not an ego thing. This is in service to all life. When you realize this is the thing you're here to do. Now, what is that? I don't perceive that I'm here to overturn governments. Yeah, sure, I'm outspoken about the FDA sucks, but I'm not the only one. Anybody with a brain knows the FDA sucks the life out of almost everybody it touches but that doesn't mean oh he's trying to overthrow no i'm trying to put bring some sanity back and when i talk about principles or like our buddy michael bolden 10th amendment center talks about principles you know born about brought about by our founders in the united states before it was the united states the declaration of independence articles of confederation constitution those principles are sound and they have stood the test of time. Yes, we have a consciousness shift about certain things over time, but you don't discard the basic principles. You 
go to deeper layers or levels that maybe were not manifesting then or didn't were not as easily fully understood by a lot of people. Seemingly the founders understood a lot of them. But. So as I speak out about what is right versus what is wrong, it's, it's not up to me to correct it for you, whatever you perceive that to be. Or as we look at the body politic and the government, it's like, oh, it's all gone to hell. And you know what? We'll never get out of this. I'm like, yeah, there are realities. And we talk about those political realities from time to time here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I don't deny that. But I'm not so delusional to think that just voting is also going to. Yeah, that's going to if we just vote the bad guys out. That's because that is delusional. Does that mean nobody should participate in the electoral system? No, I've never said that. But if you feel like that's not your way, follow your bliss. I'm not going to accuse you of being part and parcel of a conspiracy to keep Biden or the Biden handlers in office. That's not what I'm saying either. We got to go deep on this stuff. But how many of you believed a certain thing politically and you no longer believe that today? transformation is possible. A zebra can change its stripe, the proverbial one in terms of human consciousness. And so this is all what I do when I have a bad day. <laughs> if I perceive today as a bad day, I, I don't even know how to describe it, Super Don. It's kind of a day where, you know, if I opened up before the show, like I said, I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. You kind of know what I'm saying. I don't sniff glue, but that concept is is present today, I'm just saying. And all because we got censored on Facebook over the weekend. Again. Yes, we did. What did we do wrong now, Super Don? Pray tell, what did we do? Well, <clears throat> according to Facebook, uh, we posted something that went against their standards on misinformation mm -hmm. that could cause physical harm. So apparently uh, our, our, our page and me personally mm -hmm. Can I, can you can't I, do oh, you can't do anything for three days. days. Well, I think it's like two days now, but yeah. Um, yeah I'm but what did we post now. the show? And it says what well, I think it's because Judy Mikevich well, was mentioned. I, I believe it was our video. So oh, that it, was the video feed. It was the video, but I mean, if you look at the description of yeah. the video, it was it, there wasn't anything offensive there. Oh, vascular system finding solutions, endothelial health, virus confusion. You can't even talk about that. So I'm going to guess it must have been the content of the video that, of course, Man. stated but obvious facts and truth about things like COVID and vaccines and stuff, and they didn't like it. So, Doesn't um, this tell you that we have won already? I mean, my gosh, they cannot have discussions occurring. I mean, well, you know, and I, it, maybe it was Judy Mikovits, right? You, yeah. If you, if you put Judy Mikovits in there, it's going to probably throw up a red flag, and they're probably going to mm -hmm. go, oh, we know what's going on here. Yeah. We had the same thing happen, what was it, last week or something like that, or the week before, when we had, there was a name. What was yeah. the name? I can't remember what it was that, that uh, triggered it. Triggered yeah. it. I don't remember at this guess. point. Either. So, anyway, I don't know. So. Uh. Yeah, we are not on, on Facebook today. We're on good terms with Facebook today. We've got five people on Twitch and one person on uh, DLive, and I'm hoping everybody else came Has over made it to, to our website Scott. and our chat room? I hope so. That would be nice. So we, I didn't drop an F-bomb in the... You notice I didn't drop an F-bomb in the opening. You did not, and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I am impressed. People did not have the... Uh, the yeah. luxury of talking to you prior to going live. So I yeah. kind of got a little bit of insight into 
how this opening monologue was going to go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I know. Okay, good. Listen, good points yeah. that you made. Yeah. You, you know I mean, and it's important. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give people the opportunity to transform and change, and I also well, they have to. Or I also you hope that they do, right? Yes, and I also want to educate people the reality of life. It's not a safe event. <laughs> that doesn't mean. <laughs> Don't wear a helmet if you're a kid on a bicycle or an adult for that matter. That's, right. But if you don't want to, of course, that's your choice as an adult. The idea of safety, right? That's, we're such a culture focused on safety now. It's like, dude, you know, if safety was paramount in the minds of our founders, there would never be a United States. Oh, we got to be safe. We got to play it safe. We don't want to anger the king. But if you know that you have a righteous, let's say, mission and you don't engage in it, that's not safe. That's my point, and I don't know if I'm making the point. Well, and what was it you were saying that originally inspired the whole the thought process here? Was it somebody was telling somebody to be safe or something? Be safe? Yes, correct. I, you know, I was with Judy uh, at the event, and, and I, uh, Judy Mikovits, and, and she hears that a lot. And I've heard it from time to time. Be safe. Stay safe. I, know, I can hear The one I like Carlin. is when you're going to go on a trip and get on a plane and somebody says, have a safe flight. Yeah. You have no control over that. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I get the sentiment, though. I'm not saying I that know, people, it's not it. that, but it, it's just a recognition that our tendency towards safety is preventing us from doing what we need to be doing to restore liberty. Yeah. I, I think that's arguable. I, I, I hardly think that anybody can argue against that, but that's just me. And I'm always saying, too, listen to your own inner voice and uh, guidance because it isn't, oh, there I am, yeah, introducing Judy at the event right there. That was so much fun. So, so great. The people, Tracy Straub, I mean, they live, and there's Jamie Dorley. Oh, look at that. And, and they love to profess their faith. It's not like it's a revival where they're converting everybody. That's not the point. Obviously, I've got different perspectives and beliefs on things, but it's an acknowledgement of the spiritual essence of our very existence. And I think that's a great thing to do, to put that at the forefront, to open yourself up. Oh, there's Jamie and me. There we were on the, we took a, like a paddle boat cruise. Where does he get those shirts? He's got awesome shirts. I would wear them. I don't He's know. All decked out. He's like, you know, he loves doing both him and Joe. Mm-hmm. They they really love kind of like the Miami Vice look. Have no, and they dress this? nicely. And 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 did you did I send you that picture of me and Joe Messino? We went to the Wider Wellness Clinic, and we made organic smoothies on on uh, Sunday. I don't know. I, I don't have that one handy, but dude, I had. Organic blueberries, organic blackberries, organic cherries, and oh, there's another shot of me and Judy. It was it was great, and and do I see in the chat room Boltron? Is that Michael Bolden? Is there's, you know, there's I was, Yeah, I was about to comment. It's like Boltron. That's Michael Boltron. Bolden. That's that reminds. It sounds like one of those like Saturday afternoon animated mm-hmm. cartoons when we were kids. You know, totally Boltron. Yeah, yeah. I By the way, Kathy, Bolton? I think it's Bolton. I think it's Bolden. Yeah, I think it's Bolden. Yeah, yeah. Bolden. Bolden. Yes, Michael Bolton. Bolden. No, it's yeah. not. Uh, you know what? I just found a way where we can raise some more funds for the Robert Scott Bell Show. How's that? Kathy C. says, I'd pay good money to hear RSB drop the F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's set the price. We could do, we could do like, a, like a telethon thing, right? Yes. You know, as soon as we hit a certain amount, then you'll drop an F-bomb. <laughs> and then when we hit a, another amount, then maybe you'll, you'll do a different word. Usually the swear jar is the other way around, right? The swear <laughs> jar where I have to put money in. We're saying we'll raise money if I if I do the swear word. Oh, that's, that's too right. funny, Kathy. I love that. That's hilarious. 
All right. Hey, should we say thank you to some of our supporters, though? Our, our sponsors, if you will, a yes, little bit. Indeed. Uh, shout out to uh, Tor McPartland and Orange Guard. And I, I told a lot of people about the Orange Guard as well. I always do. And I love it when I hear stories of people going into Ace Hardwares and buying Orange Guard. Go to orangeguard.com if you want to buy direct. And this is a safe pesticide. What do I mean by that? Well, it's not safe for ants, little bugger booze, but it's not going to harm your kids, your pets, anything like that. It's Omri certified or listed for organic agriculture. There I am in my uh, greenhouse. And I would encourage you, everybody's using it, telling me, oh, man, it's so awesome. We love it. And again, we had Tor on to talk about different ways to use it. You can even dilute it if need be for certain circumstances. Uh, so that's great. Once again, we mentioned uh, Nutritional Frontiers. They've got events coming up, uh, in, I think, in Tampa. I wish I could be there for that one, but i got to be back in Pittsburgh for an event with uh, the Health Hut. I, I, you now I can't remember. And, but uh, we'll get that. Back still, to Pittsburgh? Yeah. I, I have a, oh, an no. event. The one I'm waiting for, which is right the week after the Health Freedom Expo, where i got to be back out there for a big event. So I'm waiting for the promo. As soon as we have it, then we'll add that to the calendar list. Next one coming up is Autism One, and I'm looking forward to seeing all y'all that can make it. And um, then we have go uh, oh, the the uh, Health Freedom uh, Expo. Ex well, yeah, of course I mentioned that, but oh, the, the Health Freedom United States Health yeah. Freedom Congress, and that's happening in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So thank you for everybody considering supporting that event, either being there or not. But that's another great cause as well, the United States Health Freedom Congress. All of that's in the upcoming events tab of the Robert Scott Bell Show as well as um, banners like the Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. I think they're starting up new classes today. It's probably a little late, but if you're listening live and you want to join, join in, we know Murdoch's joining in. He started the health coach program. He's all excited, and that was a, the, due to the generosity of many of you to support a, a fellow, uh, well, Robert Scott Bell Show family member on a journey to help others back to health. So that's that's exciting, too. I'm thrilled about that. There's also All right. something you yeah. are going to be in here, I think, on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. We got an online event. If you haven't joined or signed up for it, this is great. Paul Baratero, our buddy, is on right now. 15 experts reveal lead your life through COVID, the free, a free live manifesto. You got to drop that those links into the chat rooms. I will. Yeah. I'm going to do that here in just a second. I'll drop okay. it in the chat room for you guys. But this is, um, you're going to be talking with Sherry Belmar. Yeah, Sherry's cool. She'll be, we're going to do a simulcast, aren't we, on Wednesday with Sherry? Uh, it is going to be a simulcast. Yeah, and cool. And let's see. How to find truth to lead your life during COVID. That's the the topic of what you'll be talking about. And, and once again, folks, if you think you've heard it all from me, it when I get interviewed... Stuff comes out that you, you likely haven't heard. So please sign up for that event and you can watch it daily for, I don't know, the next week or so. I don't know how long, how many days it goes, uh, but it's well, really, let's see. really It goes cool. through uh, Saturday, August 13th. And Good. Right. Paul Baratiero is uh, speaking right now, I think. Yep. Hmm. We've got yep. Dr. Jim Meehan. We've had him on the show. Oh, Jim's great. I yep. love Jim. Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger. Bregan. Peter and Ginger are awesome. They're going to yes. be on Thursday. You're going to be on Wednesday. Scott mm -hmm. Shara is going to be on Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of cool. Mm. Kind of cool. So I just dropped it in the uh, chat room over at the website. I'm going to do the same thing on, on what social media I can post on right now. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, that's right. Uh, you have to send it to me and I can still post. I don't know how that works, but 
we'll work around. You know what? It. I don't know that you can. Okay. Not on the show because you know what? I saw you posted a few minutes ago. Yeah. A link to the uh, to the show being live, and I can't see it on the page. You can't. Well, it might. You might be blinded to it because you're a bad boy, uh-huh. according to Facebook. You're a bad boy. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, you feel better now that you you got the. A little bit, yeah. I mean, look, there's still stuff I got to correct. Stuff that's like all the things that are normally just flow right through. And now, you know, like I'm noticing it's like, dude, it's like little obstacles or blinders thrown in my way. And I'm not saying that as a victim. I'm just saying in the midst of having to do a lot of things, you got to step back and breathe and take your time and go through it methodically. And even when you think you are, which I did, I think I thought I was with a few of the mistakes I made. uh, Like, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? And how did I miss that? It's like, that's the kind of stuff that I've been not seeing little detailed stuff. Not that I, it's okay, all's good, but it's just like, well, culminating it today. I decided to jump, uh, jump, jump out now, today at this moment. Today, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. You're going to be okay. <sighs> yeah. You got, yeah. You got this. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. So let's see. What was the first story we meant to come out of the gate with? I did. It's a super, it is a super uh, positive and happy story. No, is it's it? not. No, no. In fact, it's, I gotta uh, give hat yeah. tip to uh, to uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. He threw this at me this morning here, and it's um, it got pro my attention Publica. because it's ProPublica, and they've done some really good work in the past mm-hmm. that we've featured on this show. Yeah. In fact, if you remember, they were the ones that came up with the docs. Uh, what was it Dollars for Docs database, mm-hmm. where you could look up a doctor and find out how much they had been paid by Big Pharma. Right, I remember that. That's, that's what right. it was. ProPublica was like, I couldn't re- now I remember. Yeah, that's good yep. stuff. Now, they have a headline that reads this. God, no, not another case. Quote, COVID-related stillbirths didn't have to happen. This is uh, by Adua Eldeeb. They say a lack of testing data and government guidance led many to avoid the COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy, unwittingly increasing their chances of stillbirth. Now, that's where it goes wrong immediately, this article. And why do I say that? Well, it's half right. It's weird because what did we bring up? What did I bring up once we found out the study designs did not include any parameters that analyzed and monitored female specific health issues? And of course, that would include pregnancy, but it didn't include it. And yet at the same time, we heard over and over and over again, it's safe for women of childbearing years. It's safe for pregnancy without any data to support it. Now. They're arguing, or this this author is arguing, that if they had only if they had only done safety testing or study or included women who were pregnant and monitored it in the study, that, that everybody, every woman that is pregnant or would be about to be pregnant would go out and run and get the jab, the COVID jab. Now that's where I diver, diverge from this belief system of this dude. Because of all that we've reported on, including nurses that we've had on this show, doctors, et cetera, some working directly in fertility clinics. Since the jab came out and lining it up with, did you get the jab or not? Oh, and this is manifested. So I believe the opposite would have occurred that what this author is describing. If only we had tested it on pregnant women, everybody would be out there getting the COVID jabs and preventing stillbirths. This person is trying to claim that stillbirths are caused by quote unquote COVID. But the problematic aspect of of many layers of problematic aspects of this, I still say the COVID test is crap. 
the PCR test to determine infectivity, acute and chronic. It's not established. It's not validated. And it's not been double-blind tested to determine predictability. At what threshold, at what cycle count threshold, is it legit? And, and you say it's legit at this threshold and not this threshold. It's like, okay, then have you done at that threshold the double-blinded studies to determine, yep, when it hits it at this threshold, hey, oh, it definitely means this. None of that, even to this day, has ever been done. So if they were to do tests, for instance, of COVID jabs on women who are pregnant, they would have found, if they are actually reporting on it and not hiding the data like we find in the Pfizer data dumps, for instance, that the last thing you want to do is inject a, a woman who's pregnant with this mRNA. And I would argue, too, even with the uh, moth, <laughs> moth vector, right? The moth DNA vector, RNA vector. So we see this article, and I understand it's interesting and it's frustrating for someone who's very pro-jab in this case. Say, well, if we had only done the, done the studies, then we would have the data to keep convince all the women to get the shot. And I say, well, if what we're seeing in those who have gotten the jab anyway during pregnancy, the outcome that this, this author would think was going to happen would not happen. That's my assessment of this, Super D. What do you got? Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, here's, here's kind of the money shot here. Mm -hmm. Pharmaceutical companies and government officials failed to ensure that pregnant people were included in the early development of the vaccine. Pregnant people? Uh, a, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, that's that's actually... They're already you know, doing that, that's wokeism. That's what they say, yes. Wow, okay. It's like a breast... A, a breast uh, or what, what was it? They have some term now for Chest breastfeeding. Chest, Chest feeding. Chest feeding, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, look, men have breasts. They shouldn't have a lot. Yeah, that's gray, but, but yeah. you can't milk me. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, so they're basically, you're right. They're saying that it was kind of like a perfect storm is what they're saying, mm -hmm. because at the same time that the research was excluding pregnant people from vaccine trials, yeah. a full scale assault on vaccination was unfolding online. It almost sounds mm -hmm. like Peter Hotez wrote this. Yeah. A full scale assault. So basically what they're saying is because they didn't include pregnant women. Mm hmm that uh you know all the crazy conspiracy theory people uh took advantage of that that vacuum and uh cast doubt on mm -hmm. the safety of the vaccine in pregnant people well, you know what here's what i'd say yeah you guys suck as scientists because yes. how long i mean mm -hmm. how long has people been trying to get everybody to get vaccinated it's been a while mm -hmm. don't you think at some point they're going to look at it and go you know what? If we don't test this on pregnant people, then pregnant people might not want to take it because it's a new vaccine. Duh. Please, please, please you stop know. calling them pregnant people. And so, yeah, you know, birthing humans. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's like, come on. What did you think mm -hmm. was going to happen? Mm -hmm. I swear the three stooges were in charge of this whole damn thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing they did that made it make any sense. They're the ones that cast doubt on what it was that was going on. They're the mm -hmm. ones that made people suspicious of the vaccine because they're mm -hmm. a bunch of numbnuts and they, they did s sketchy, shady stuff. You know, and people were like, no, no, I don't think I'm going to trust that. Yeah. As well, but you they shouldn't. want to blame people like you, you mm -hmm. know. Oh, well, you're the reason. You're the reason why people. How about the nurses that? and doctors that dare to point out what they're observing clinically? Once again. Do, do they fear for their safety? I, I, I guess some of them do. How but this about is where... the reports of people that were falling over dead mm -hmm. within 15 minutes of getting the damn vaccination? You know, And how many videos have been compiled of athletes in the prime of their life? And on and on it goes. Mean, that doesn't mean yeah. everybody. Of course, you know, I mean, but still stuff happened and it made people. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? 
what year in our existence, Super Don, has there ever been a compilation video of athletes in their prime just dropping dead on the field? Yeah, I mean it was a, yeah, I mean it was a combination of a lot of things, you know. And mm-hmm. then and then they 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 yell at you, you know, like mm-hmm. you're a bad person because you pay attention. How about me yelling at them now? Check out this New York story. New York polio cases. It's the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah, dude. This is the thing. Hundreds of others could be infected, health officials say. I think we mentioned it last week or something. They were saying, oh, we found it in the wastewater. Like, dude, what can you not find in the wastewater if you want to find it? You can PCR anything into existence from poop. Of course. Here's here's the thing, though. If I remember correctly, the the polio that they detected in the wastewater Mm -hmm. was vaccine-induced polio. Of course it is. That's the only thing they're ever finding, the stuff they created. And, you know, how annoying am I? (laughs) Don't answer that question. (laughs) I, (laughs) Dude, where's Liam Sheff? How about read official stories? They never isolated one polio virus that causes all of us. On and on it goes. It's nonsense. Dude, the polio virus is kind of cool looking, isn't it? If you believe that that's what you're looking at. That's neat. Yeah, it's neat. I want to touch it. Child coloring book. You could do this stuff. This is crap science once again. I hesitate to even use the term science. We found in the sewage system the polio virus. Everyone's going to get paralyzed. Hundreds, it says. Hundreds could have the polio after an adult in the New York City metro area caught the virus and suffered paralysis last month. Mm -hmm. Hundreds. Drink sewage, see how well you do. Wouldn't there be hundreds of paralyzed people, though? Yeah, exactly. And they're not. Once again, the virus that doesn't actually cause what they say it causes, but when it does, here it is. But what about everybody else that was exposed? Well, now we got to go into the law of the terrain. You know, even, uh, well, I say even Judy Mikovits, who worked extensively on retrovirology and the whole thing on HIV. And look, there are still arguments about isolation issues. I know it. I'm not going there right now. But she says, point blank, HIV does not cause AIDS. So if you, whether you believe in the virus or not, the aspect is even if you do, it's not the cause. Why? Because it's the terrain. It's the immune system. It's the toxic burden that you do or don't have. It's the vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals and other things that you do or don't have that provide for what? Normal cellular metabolic function and or immune response that is taken out of commission when what? When you destroy your immune system with toxic drugs approved by the FDA, including antibiotics, much less other liver toxic drugs. So the lie of the polio vaccine eradicating polio still won't die, apparently. Not in the New York press. This is from CNBC. And, you know, it's up to us, and not just us, but many other media outlets that are not, uh, let's say, bought off by pharmaceutical, governmental, and media interests to speak the truth on this that is so obvious. Just read one chapter of official stories related to this discussion point. Oh, let's no. see. What happened? Just got a news, uh, breaking news. You're, yeah. you're going to be uh, probably personally um, upset by this. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John has died. Oh, man. Gosh darn it. Yeah, she had been, what, battling cancer for many years and overcome it uh, naturally for many years, too. But, you know, here we are again. Every every body, body, B-O-D-Y, has an expiration date on it. We never know that time. We mostly don't. But Olivia Newton-John lived a life 
that's, that was extraordinary out of Australia to the rest of the world. And she touched the world with her music, her acting, and just her sweetness, you know? And, and you say that because I remember growing up in the 70s, and she was one of my favorites as we go there. So um, Amazon John's still her husband, I think. Uh, so, uh, well, condolences to all all her uh, friends and family and fans around the world. Yes. John Easterling, Amazon John, yeah. I believe we've had him on before. Died peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. Uh, She'd battled breast cancer for more than 30 years. A specific yeah. cause of death was not given, although a source close to Olivia told TMZ after a 30-year cancer journey, she lost her battle to metastatic cancer. Metastatic, cancer. it spread, yeah. it spread, yeah. Right. Yep. For all that. There you go. Unreal. Well, Sorry. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I it. Know, I know you were a big fan. Well, I don't know who, who doesn't like Olivia Newton-John in reality. I mean, yeah. you, you don't have to be a big fan of hers to go, she was pretty cool, you know. And I, don't, I don't know that anybody that I've ever heard of spoke ill of her, even, you know, in all the Hollywood tabloids. Oh, did you know about Olivia Newton-John? She's one of those just true sweethearts, it seems. So I'm just looking at well, uh, which chapter here. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, vaccination, the religious science. In my copy of Official Stories, it's on page 59. There, I'm holding it up to the screen for those of you watching. It says, vaccination, the religious science. And you go back into that. He hits polio and other things. And just that one chapter alone is just so fantastic in terms of how Liam rolled it out there. I know there are tons of books that are much longer, but that book just kind of narrows it in and I would encourage you to read about that so you don't fall prey to the New York polio propaganda, fear porn, etc. Because if you do fall prey to the fear, you're not living safely. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? No safe space for you. All right. The Madness of Group. Thanks, Super Don. The Brownstone Institute has another great article here. This is by Dr. Robert Malone. And you know when I talk about that zebra doesn't wear new stripes or whatever? Again, human consciousness is different. Could you not argue if we didn't know Robert Malone from Adam before this whole uh, COVID thing and mRNA stuff came about, and then we watched him with a, with a little bit of suspicion, that, like this guy coming out and talking about this, and you see and hear the things he's saying, reading, writing, etc. You're like, you can't tell me this guy has not transformed into a different human being. And it's true of McCullough and so many of the physicians uh, that we featured on this show either directly or indirectly, that there have been major transformations occurring. How many of you have witnessed many of them? Maybe it's you that did, well, you were not awake to any of the things we've been talking about. I've been talking about for 23 years on the air here. And in the last two, two and a half years, because of COVID crazy, you're like, your belief system completely altered and shifted. And how many zebras changed their stripes in terms of human consciousness? Malone's a great example of that. How many people have we highlighted on this show that were former drug representatives? Right? Or pro-vaccine, pro and now pro vaccine these doctors. physicians who, when Look they first somebody, came... Here's mm -hmm. an example. Look at somebody like Del Bigtree. Sure. Right? Yeah. Former producer for the Doctor's TV show. Although you the know, one thing about Del, though, as you know, he was never vaccinated. His parents never got him right? vaccinated. Right. But you're right. He was in on a certain, you know agenda in terms of that show and he 
transformed and went out and did something different. Now, yeah. some of you might go, well, I don't, I don't like what Dell does here. There, you can say that about me or anybody. That's not the, the discussion point or argument here we're making. But look at Peter McCullough, who we've interviewed a number of times, and I've been on the stage with him, for instance. And, you know, at first he's still, like, taking the flu shot every year. It's taken him a while to get here, but now he's like, I'll never take another one. I'll never give another vaccine to my kids or me or anybody. That's a little bit of a change, isn't it? That's not mild and subtle. That's huge. But the madness of groupthink keeps people locked down and shut down and become a prisoner of their own mind even though it's an external programming through fear, intimidation, wanting to be one of the, the in crowd, to get a Nobel Prize. This is the kind of thing with Judy Mikovits when you talk to her about all the people she interacted with. Many of them acknowledge, just like, look, I know this is wrong, but I really want that Nobel Prize. And if I say anything about it, it's gone for me. And so they live their whole life based on the prize or, again, ego gratification. And if, if your life is led, you know, only and, and, and made worthwhile only because your ego is gratified. That's a sad life. You'll, you're never going to be truly happy because you have to get the next fix like a drug addict. Whereas your acknowledgement that you are far more than an ego, and that sounds like an egoistic statement, doesn't it? Or egotistic statement. You're far more than the ego. The ego is a, you know, a little thing. You got to feed it once in a while. I get that. But it's so far beyond that and the mind, the mental construct. And that's my point about the danger of atheist doctors. Talk about danger and safety. Atheistic doctors, atheistic, uh, what do we call them, scientists? Now, I'm not saying there's never been an atheist or a proclaimed atheist that has some, you can't say moral, but maybe ethical compass that says, I just think it's wrong to hurt humans or animals. You know, that could happen. That's happened. But my point is, on a deeper level, the guidance that I perceive that I get from God or the spirit in everyday life. If I don't believe in something more than, then you'll ignore those messages. You'll ignore those nudges that I believe genuinely do keep you safe. <laughs> guide like a, you. We should have like bells or something right. cheering or something. Every time you say that word, it's the guide word you day. through the, 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 the life that's fraught with danger. It just is. As I say all of these things, it isn't like I'm telling you to dive into a vat of Ebola. I've never said that either. But the recognition that life is not here to be lived in a way that we are caged and couched. Like if you try to, what, protect your children from all injury or all hurt and harm. You know, we don't want to see our kids suffer. I know that. I'm a dad. Or in the same sense, you want to help them to achieve something, but you don't allow them to go through what it takes to actually achieve it. It's kind of like killing an emperor moth before it's born. That moth that has to struggle through the chrysalis and push out, fight you. Oh, if I can only just cut it a little open here and you do that, that moth will not survive. That life is meant to be, in some cases, hard, difficult, or a challenge. Much like, you know, you want strong muscles, you got to work them. You also could do the IGF-1+. Plus. <laughs> that stuff is rocking my muscles. I'm, you know, my weight's up and it's where I want it to be. Although, it, you know, as we've discussed, it can also help with weight, weight management. But it's not so much about weight. It's what is the thing that's weighing heavy on you? Is it too much fat? And why is that? The IGF-1 could help there too. <sighs> Terms of exercise, of course, we'll go into that. So group think. I, I won't even go further into that. I know we're up against the break soon and we've got our... Uh, our simulcast on Brideon.tv. We got Bobby Ann Cox, an attorney that beat back the state of New York in the, the lawsuit against the quarantine for any reason. 
I want to talk to her and hear about what she what she went through to, to get that to happen. Okay, let's talk science. Cheryl Atkinson, who I haven't interviewed on this show. Do you hear me, Cheryl? She's not listening or watching. But anybody else that has a reach through to Cheryl Atkinson, I'd love to get her on the show and interview her. She, uh, she wrote an article here. It went into MedPage today. And the headline, scientists, monkeypox vaccine efficacy rate against infection, not yet proven. Oops. Oops. They, they, they have, what? You mean they haven't established efficacy for the monkeypox vaccine that I said, where is this monkeypox vaccine? How come we've never heard about it? Because it was only happening primarily in Africa. Oh, no, monkeypox, that's a racist term. We go on and on, around and around, and we never get anywhere. To look at, again, the terrain, the deficiency, the toxicological burden, the lack of sewage, sanitation, and hygiene in any given area. And that means internally as well. For those that they say are at highest risk for manifesting what they call monkeypox, they will make no reference to the jab, the COVID jab, have anything to do with it, despite the fact that they admit the COVID jab, each one succession, weakens immune response. Could activate latent or dormant, well, you want to go viruses, whatever you call them, and activate the detox pathways of the body or make it so the adaptation of detox pathways through the skin manifests. Oh, no, no, it's a PCR test. We're sure it's monkeypox, and we're sure the monkeypox jab will, you'll be good. Just do that. They call this uh, Gineos, J-Y-N-N-E-O-S. And remember, we talked about that last week because I was asking this like, oh, You've been, you've been exposed? You think you've been exposed? Well, we'll give you a shot, and we'll give you a shot 28 days later. And I'm asking, in the whole history of the so-called scientific trials, clinical trials, to establish the monkeypox vaccine and get it on the market, when did they ever use it that way? Because the claim is, maybe we can stop the symptoms from happening or reduce the symptom severity. When was that the goal? Wasn't the entire goal of vaccination, if you believe they're sincere about it, to prevent the actual disease? Now, my argument has been, at best, it can prevent the expression of that disease, which is the body's response to restore balance to the force, to the body. They don't talk about it that way. But apparently, <laughs> they didn't even determine and validate efficacy. How about that? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? All right, hanging out with our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, I got to uh, talk about and others did about the CBD that is certified organic, U.S. grown hemp, CBD, full spectrum, so clean. And it must be because, you know, the, the hemp plant is an aggregator. It pulls things from the environment. It remediates toxic poisons, even radiation. So you've got to be sure it's, it's grown in a clean setting so that you can utilize it for all of its benefits. Here's an article, CBD for kids. Cannabidiol shows promise in treating young people with chronic anxiety. Look, I've utilized it for my children, so I'm not saying anything that I haven't already put this to the test in my own kids. Anxiety, pain, other things. CBD. It's National CBD Day, by the way. Is it? It is. This is uh, this story's out of Australia. Is it national in Australia or just national no, in America? No, I think it's just national here in the U.S. Hmm. August 8th of every year is National CBD Day. All right. Well, let me wave my bottle of full-spectrum hemp Let's extract CBD oil. CBD carols. As we uh, look at the CBD tree. Happy CBD day, everybody. I hope you're getting <laughs> Remember, you can use the code RSB15 to get 15% off at right. CBDNF.com. And when you go there to sign up to become a customer of Nutritional Frontiers, you can use the code RSB15, of course. But you can sign up the first time. And if you're in the United States, 
and you mentioned the Robert Scott Bell Show, there's a drop-down menu at cbdnf.com. They're going to send you samples, a whole, bu- a whole bunch of goodies. And when you get those goodies, take a picture with them like this. Send them to superdon, askrsb at gmail.com. When you do, you'll be entered into our an occasional giveaway for those that actually took the point to get free stuff. You got free stuff. And if you want to buy stuff, RSB 15, you could even use that on, on previously discounted items as well or currently discounted items. So I'm waving my full spectrum hemp extract oil from, yep, Nutritional Frontiers. Do that. All right. So we're about uh, ready to wrap up and start hour two in 20 seconds or so. We're going to be joined by our friends at Brideon.tv. Thanks to Mike Adams, the health ranger. And we've got a new guest, never interviewed before on the Robert Scott Bell Show. But I know she's not intimidated by me. I mean, she took on the governor of New York, Hochul, <laughs> and won. <laughs> we're going we're to talk about that case in just a moment. Stand by. Here we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. Joining us on our second hour live on Brideon.tv as well. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. Wearing one of the shirts I got from the Red Pill Expo, G. Edward Griffin. Think while it's still legal as we're banned for another three days on Facebook for daring to say, we're going to talk about stuff you don't want us to talk about. So from now on, Super Don says he's not going to say what we're going to talk about when we do social media posts. We can't tell you shh, what we're going to talk about. I can. We've got Bobby Ann Cox coming up on the Robert Scott Bell Show. She's the attorney that beat back Kathy Hochul. No, not with a club, but with a lawsuit. Why? Because Hochul wanted to quarantine any New Yorker she wanted to without cause, without due process, without an evidentiary hearing or anything. Anybody could have been taken away. And uh, I don't think Bobby Ann would want to stand for that. So she did a suit, and she won. Now, the state of New York and Hochul's appealing. We'll find out about the status of that. Uh, among many other things we'll talk about. Thank you for being here. The Power to Heal is yours. Starting it up right now. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Thanks again for being here, y'all. We uh, cranking it up two hours a day, six days a week. And I was just in Pittsburgh for the Nutritional Frontiers Education event. If you ever get to go to one of that, one of those, they're amazing. As are many of the upcoming events that I hope you plan on being at, including Autism One, 18th of August to the 21st of August in the desert, Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona. Check it out. Upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com. We got the Health Freedom Expo coming up. We got the United States Health Freedom Congress coming up. There's so many good things and online events as well that I'm even in. Yeah, that's coming up. If you'd like to be part of this, you'll be alerted from time to time with a newsletter Super Don puts out. Send, or let me say this right, text. I'm old school. You know, Generation X. We didn't have text. <laughs> now we do. Text RSB, my initials, RSB to 22828. And you'll be prompted to sign up for the email newsletter. That's it. That's as easy as it gets. Also, our AMA for our patron supporters. Thank you as well. Next one's coming up Saturday at noon, the 27th of August. I think that's right. Yes, that is right. So with that, let's bring on our uh, our guest this hour. First time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And she's done an amazing, amazing thing with the suit against the state of New York and Kathy Hochul. And uh, man, Hochul's, you know, I asked the question, is it possible that there could be a worse governor than Cuomo? Uh, Cuomo? And Hochul has fit that bill, man. Way to go, New York. Jeez, and I came onto this planet in New York. I, I'm glad we're not there. 
I will say that. I don't know if Bobby Ann is there and what she's still doing there, but at least she's fighting a good fight. Bobby Ann Cox, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Now, Bobby Ann sounds like you'd be in the South because yeah. Bobby Ann, you know? I know, I know, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm here in New York, born and raised. And uh, yeah, I, you know, it's it's easy to figure, hey, I'm just, I'm going to flee, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. gonna go check out Florida. Yeah. Um, and, and it hasn't, it hasn't, I'm not going to lie. It has definitely crossed my mind, um, in a significant manner, but you know what? I just figure if everybody leaves and nobody stays in fights, then they're going to win in New York. And if they win in New York, it's going to spread across the country. So, so you're I, a, uh, you're a stand your ground kind of yeah. fierce warrior. And I respect that immensely. I know, you know, I, I, there are times when we have to find higher ground and there are times where you say, you know what, I'm going to be that, that guy or that gal. He says, no more, this shall not pass. And, you know, with this uh, attempt by the state of New York to establish, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a guideline or a promiscuous guideline that says we can, we can quarantine you without any due process. And for almost anything, if we don't like you and call it something like uh, an infection. And you said, nah, that's not right. I'm not going to stand for this. So how did you get engaged in this battle and the suit that happened? And we'll talk about the results. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I have been practicing law here in New York for about 25 years now. And um, prior to this, I was always uh, representing property owners in unjust property valuations. So basically, you know, the local municipalities, that's the the towns and the villages and the cities and the county and stuff like that. Um, I would sue them on behalf of my clients um, if I thought that they were uh, being unjust with the the property valuations and the property taxes. So I was representing, um, you know, the citizens, the people, the property owners. And um, when when COVID knocked on our door uh, two and a half years ago now, and um, our governor back then was Andy Cuomo, and he did this, you know, let's lock down. Everybody stay in your house. Everybody shut your businesses just for two weeks. You know, just for two weeks. We're just going to flatten the curve. Um, and when he did that, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I said, no way. I said, there, there's, first of all, the, the government doesn't do anything in two weeks, right? I mean, it takes them months, if not years to get something done. And second of all, they, they cannot tell they cannot tell us to stay in our homes. I mean, this is just not legal. It's not constitutional. So, um, you know, I just, I was launched into this whole world of, of, <laughs> constitutionality, mm-hmm. um, people were calling and emailing and reaching out and saying, do I have to stay in my house? Do I have to, do I have to lock down? You know, do I, yeah. am I going to get a ticket? Am I going to get arrested? Am I going to get fined? So, um, I was kind of just naturally launched into this. It wasn't uh, something I actually, um, looked for. <laughs> Bobby, Ann, when I opened the show today, I was talking about transformation of consciousness, this idea uh, that, you know, zebra can't change its stripes, but I'm turning in terms of human consciousness, I see evidence of transformation and change all the time. And most often when it comes to extreme challenges or hardships or, you know, suddenly you're like faced with something and you go change many people in New York and also California have been on the left side of the political spectrum, really believed in the goodness of government and regulating everything and it'll be all right. And now many of them have found out the danger that others have warned them about by putting that much faith and power and centralized bureaucracies. Did you have that transformation sometime in your life or were you always the stalwart? No, government not going to tell me what to do. Or did it have to come through years of experience? It, it really did come through years of experience. And that, that experience was, you know, for, for 20 years, I've been suing local government on behalf of my clients um, when they were, when the government was overreaching, you know, they were just, 
being unfair and unjust to my clients. So mm. I, I learned through that process that the government isn't always right. The government isn't always acting in the best interest of the people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I was really skeptical when all this started to go down in March of 2020 um, mm. and then and then kept going. You know, yeah. here we are two and a half years later and literally Governor Kathy Hochul is still calling us in a state of emergency for COVID. Well, and then extended now into the monkeypox as if that's uh, killing people uh, and it's not. And even, you know, arguably now with some for hindsight, uh, how many people actually died of COVID versus the treatment mandated or otherwise in hospital settings. That's a, another discussion for another day. But still, you did you take it upon yourself? Did you have a group of clients that said, hey, Bobby Ann, you're just the person to take us over the top. Let's let's, uh, you know, challenge this uh, Hochul administration, let's say, proclamation that we can just quarantine anybody for almost anything. Right. So actually, no, um, I I was shown this regulation. So it was a regulation, which means it came from the Department of Health. Mm -hmm. um, the Department of Health, obviously, is a department under the governor. So they're not a rulemaking body within the state of New York, technically. It's it's um, it's not the legislature. Right. So right. the legislature are our senators and our assembly members, and they have the power to make law. But the the health department who sits under the governor in the executive branch does not have the power to make a rule like this. You know, they were calling it a regulation, mm -hmm. but it had the full force and effect of law. And, and it actually was law. They were just calling it a regulation, but they don't have the power to make laws. That does not come from the executive branch, right? So that's, I, I was shown this regulation, which was horrific. I mean, just horrific. And I said, there is no way I can let this stand. This is absolutely unbelievable. And I, and I set out to start drafting the lawsuit and then, yeah, so it, it wasn't that people came to me and said, hey, we think you yeah. should do this. I said, I have got to strike this you, down. You started on your own because it was impacting potentially you. They could pick you up. Bobby, yeah, we don't like the way you're uh, suing the government at local level. Uh, we think you have an infection. Let's uh, let's uh, quarantine you. And of course, the law being so, well, it wasn't a law, but the regulation, which wasn't a regulation technically, was so broad and vague. I mean, they could get away with just about any political enemy being captured in such a circumstance and then trying to claw your way out. Because presumption of innocence is not given in, under this so-called health emergency. And and so you wrote the suit. At what point did you run it by a bunch of people and say, hey, what do you think to refine it before you filed it? Or did you just go for it? Um, so I did ask other attorneys if they wanted to get involved. Um, you know, it's it's faster to do it if you have other people involved. Um, but quite frankly, they weren't interested. Uh, you know, most of them didn't want to work for free because I'm doing this pro bono, which means I'm not getting paid. But no. I think also, you know, they didn't believe in my vision. Uh, they kept saying, you know, you have to wait until, you know, the governor starts locking people up and, right. and you know, throwing away the key kind of thing. And um, wait, yeah, I said, wait no. until they enact it and, and harm people, then you can do it. It's like some reason you didn't say, oh, yeah, I think that's a, I'll wait. You didn't. No. No way. I said, there's another injury here. We're not, we don't need to wait until people are suffering, being locked away in quarantine facilities away from their families without mm. any sort of due process protections. Um, and that other injury that I saw was the injury to the New York state senators and assembly members because their power was being usurped by the mm. governor and the department of health. And that's how I won the case because mm. I got, I went to a group, I went to a number, quite a number of New York state senators and assembly members. And I showed them the regulation and I showed them my lawsuit. And I said, 
this this cannot stand. You know, do you want to come on board? Do you want to be a petitioner, a plaintiff in the lawsuit? Um, and ultimately, Senator George Borrello, Assemblyman Chris Teague, and Assemblyman Mike Waller did step forth, and they did put their names on the lawsuit. And they've been fighting. They've been fighting side by side with me ever since we filed this in April. Nice. Now, um, of course, the short version of this is that you won. They had to back down on this so-called regulation or law that wasn't a law. Yet at the same time, Hochul has the audacity as governor of New York to appeal the decision. Now, you said on one level, the health department didn't have the authority to do it. Why doesn't Hochul just write an executive order and just say, ignore that and go, all right, I'll do it this way. Yeah, she doesn't have that power and she knows it. Um, you know, she tried to sneak it through the Department of Health thinking, oh, we can call this a regulation. You know, we can say that, um, you know, this section of the public health law enables the Department of Health to to make this regulation because that's what she's been doing for quite some time. And actually, Governor Cuomo before her was doing it as well. They would pick this one section of the public health law which is a law that was passed by the New York state legislature properly. Um, and they would say, oh, this one provision here, it's really broad. Hmm, that gives us the power to make this regulation and other regulations um, and, and control the people. But you know what? Absolutely not. The, I'm just gonna outline briefly for, for your audience what this regulation said. Um, it allowed the governor, it allowed the Department of Health, the Commissioner of Health and whoever she appointed, to pick and choose which New Yorkers could be locked up or locked down. So they could lock you down in your home or they could remove you from your home and put you into a facility or a detention center or a camp, whatever you want to call it. And they got to choose how long you stayed there. There was no time restriction. They could choose where you went. You had no say in that. They could tell you what you could and couldn't do while you were locked up or locked down which means they could have taken your phone away from you. They could have cut off your internet access. They could have told you what medications you could and couldn't take or had to take or what food you could eat. I mean, it was really broad and scary language. There was no age restriction. So they could have done this to you, to your child, to your grandchild, to your elderly grandparent. It was unbelievable the power well, that they gave themselves. What what is Hochul and Cuomo? What are they all smoking at the gubernatorial mansion? I mean, come on. What how do they figure that they could get away with this? Perhaps they thought nobody would dare challenge it. That's probably what they thought. And they do this rather often where they'll just promulgate regulations through their departments, which, you know, all the department heads, for example, the head of the health department here in New York State is Dr. Mary Bassett. She sits at the pleasure of Hochul. So the governor gets to appoint the heads of all of their agencies. So, you know, of course, they're going to do the bidding of the governor because otherwise they're going to lose their job. Yeah. yeah. And right? it's bad enough seeing that at the federal level, unelected bureaucrats. But look at the state level, how powerful they have become. And, you know, frightened New Yorkers are calling you, as you pointed out. I would like the day to come when the people don't need to call anybody and they go, this doesn't this is wrong. And I'm not going to be like Rosa Parks. I'm not getting in the back of the bus. I'm not staying in my house. I'm not complying with any of this. We featured some brave New Yorkers over the last couple of years that wouldn't comply with even New York City uh, mayoral mandates in terms of uh, jabs, et cetera. And, and yet we need more of those to inspire others that maybe not the first adopters of the reality that the government has no authority to do what it's doing unless we cower in fear, they will do everything and more. So with the success of the suit, Hochul, rather than going, 
okay, we lost that one. Let's just carry on doing other things. Says, no, we want this really badly. We got to figure out a way to get this going. We're going to appeal. Now, have they filed any papers in the appeal or they're just threatening to do so? So they filed what's called a notice of appeal, which basically puts me on notice that they plan to appeal the case. Um, uh, you know, a couple other procedural things, but I haven't seen their actual appeal yet. So I don't know the grounds that they're arguing the appeal on. I'm sure it's going to be everything <laughs> under the sun, but um, yeah, so I haven't seen their arguments yet, but it, it's, it's so important that New Yorkers understand what's going on here because uh, and it's so great that you're having me on your show because a lot of New Yorkers don't know about this. I know it sounds crazy, but they don't know about it because the mainstream media is just sweeping it under the rug. They won't yeah. they won't touch it. Yeah, that's where the fourth estate is dead, uh, you know, as far as what we call legacy media here. Uh, their ratings suck, but for some reason, they still have a grip on certain segments of the population, a large part of New York that's not paying attention to things we're doing and uh, also what you're doing. By the way, we have links in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. For those of you listening or watching live, it is the 8th of August, 2022. If it's a little later, this is still going to be viable for some time. Uh, the website that links up uh, is unitingnys. Sounds like for New York State. Unitingnys.com. And there we have that link that goes directly to this website about the lawsuit against the governor and the Department of Health and the fact that uh, Hochul and uh, the governor intends to appeal it. And uh, I guess maybe there's some links here to support you and your efforts doing this for, you know, as you said, pro bono. Uh, you, you don't have a client here other than you're working with some of the legislators uh, on this, that especially if you're a New Yorker, uh, you would want to somehow participate, support. Uh, and maybe there are other things that New Yorkers can do to help you in, in addition to just get the word out, right, to, to share what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. Getting the word out is really helpful. If people can, you know, they should take the link to this interview. They should post it on their social media. They should send it to their friends in emails or post it in their group chats or something. I mean, people need to hear about this lawsuit and about the fact that we won and that Hochul is now appealing. You know, it's election in New York. It's a big election year. November 8th is election day and we are voting for governor because Hochul wants another four years at this. We're, we're voting for attorney general. So the attorney general is the one who represents the governor. And the attorney general's office is who I've been battling with the past several months and, and will continue to battle with on an appeal. So, you know, she's up for election too, Letitia James. Do you want an attorney general for another four years who doesn't respect the constitution and, and doesn't respect basic civil rights? I mean, it's, you know, it's really important. New Yorkers hear about this and get out and vote in November. It's so important. I don't want to be a, a cynical ex-New Yorker, but they put Eric Adams to become mayor of New York. I mean, look at what he's done. This is, is, I don't see that it's all that much better than the previous one. And again, we said, how is it possible to have a governor that's worse than the previous governor in New York and Cuomo? And they found one in Hochul. I'm like, what the hell happened in New York? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's just horrible to witness. Well, well, Hogel was so a year ago she became governor, and I'm not sure if um, all of your audience understands what happened there. So Andy Cuomo was the governor, and he stepped down in August of last year. Um, and she, Hogel, was a lieutenant governor at the time, and then she just automatically rose to governor. So she, this past year that she's been governor, she she technically wasn't really even elected because, you know, she never ran for governor before, but now she's running for governor because she wants to be elected in November and she wants another four years. So that that is a scary proposition because she does not, at, at, even a little bit, she does not respect the Constitution. 
And when you have someone in power who mm. doesn't respect the Constitution, this is what happens. It is it is sheer tyrannical reign. It, it, it's horrible for the people. All right. We're talking with attorney Bobby Ann Cox here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's a New York focused hour, a little bit of it anyway, as long as we can hang on to this, because this topic is important as as New York goes. Sometimes the rest of the country goes. But then again, a lot of the country of New York left <laughs> and went elsewhere. So who's left? Who's left to defend freedom or re- regain it, try to s- restore it? Uh, Bobby Ann Cox is there. And we do have listeners and viewers there as well. So you'll definitely want to pay heed to what's going on up there. Uh, is New York, uh, Stephen in, in the chat room is asking, are they using the electronic voting machines that are easily rigged and programmable? Um, New York does use electronic voting machines. Um, hmm. The problem, I think, is that you know, people are getting uh, a little bit discouraged in New York. You know, they're getting upset with what's going on. They're seeing all of this crazy tyranny around them and and they're kind of just giving up. But, you know, I am here to give hope to people because, you know, if I could win this lawsuit, I, I'm telling you, you know, I, I it was David versus Goliath. It, it is David versus Goliath. You know, the attorney general has hundreds of attorneys mm-hmm. across the state and has all of our tax dollars to use to to fight and and fight against me in this lawsuit. And here it's just me on the other side. Yeah. And I was doing it pro bono, so obviously I didn't have the resources of what the, you know the attorney general. Still, what's your aspirin, uh, Bobby? And I imagine that the next round might be different. Now that you've won, you might get the attention of some of the attorneys that didn't want to donate any of their time for this. Yeah, well, I will say um, one of my colleagues in the Albany area. Um, his name is Tom Marcel. He's an attorney and he is currently now running for New York State Supreme Court, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did assist me. Uh, there was one part of the case in the very beginning when I filed in New York State Supreme Court, the attorney general removed my case to federal court. And uh, it was a stall tactic. It was a way to try and waste my time and my resources and everything. Um, and they removed it to a to department or a section of New York that I am not admitted to in the federal system. So I reached out to Tom Marcel and I said, I'm admitted in the Southern District. And they removed it to the Western District. And he said, don't worry, I'm admitted there. So he actually jumped on board. Okay. And for a week, he worked like night and day with me to nice. help make a motion and get that case back to state court. So um, I do, I do really appreciate Tom. So He's fantastic. That was a nasty tactic or strategy. Understandable. They said, where can she not go? Let's do that. And, and thankfully this guy stepped up, uh, pr- props to him. Now, are there any, in your opinion, viable New York candidates for governor and Lieutenant governor, much less attorney general in this next cycle that we should be paying attention to that might not go down this road? Well, I, you know, I will say that the Republican who's running against Kathy Hochul um, is a sitting congressman. His name is Lee Zeldin. And um, I did meet with him recently and also his running mate. Um, and her name is Allison Esposito. Uh, and she's a former um, uh, NYPD, New York City Police Department. And, um, uh, you know, I do think I talked to them about this issue specifically, um, and I do think they are 100 percent on board with with me and with this lawsuit and with we the people. Um, and they do respect the Constitution. So, you know, those are the type of people that we need sitting in the governor's mm-hmm. mansion um, and, and sitting in Albany because it comes from your leadership. Right. All, all, the insanity comes from the top down. And so if we can change out who's running this state, you know, if we have somebody like Lee Zeldin and Allison Esposito, mm-hmm. then we are guaranteed that we're not going to have 
horrific tyranny like this because, you know, they've made public statements on their Twitter, um, public statements and speeches saying, we, you know, this quarantine camp thing is horrific. You know, this is not just. And, and, and in fact, they've called out Hochul for, for trying to appeal it. So, yeah, absolutely. People really should do. I mean, do your own homework, everybody. You know, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, not I, I asked. Person, but <laughs> I wanted to get your perspective based on your credibility as an attorney that's done the right thing here and that and actually won. So if you have perspective, that's helpful because I'm not there. So there are folks that are yes. listening there that I want them to know as well. Uh, when we come back from this brief pause, our friends at uh, Brideon.tv take a take a momentary break. Uh, I want to ask uh, Bobby Ann Cox about the possibility of a Republican winning a statewide race in New York. Isn't that long since passed the possibility? Let's find out when we come back from this on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com. Okay, uh, at this moment, our friends at uh, brighteon.tv do take a break, but we continue for those watching via other uh, online sites, whether it be on our website at robertscottbell.com slash listen. You're in the chat room. Love you. Appreciate you for being there. Or a few other the digital sites that are, are also simulcasting. This is, uh, well, not Facebook today because uh, they, they didn't like that we told them we were going to talk about stuff they don't want us to talk about. Without talking about it, we can't talk about you. You can't even announce you're going to talk about it. We'll stop you before you talk about it. Censorship rearing its ugly head, which means we're winning. The, the, you know what? The winners never censor. I mean, they may attempt to and they'll have the perception we're winning because we're shutting down their voices. But every time they shut down our voice, it pops up in a thousand different places. Uh, so keep trying. Facebook has, but we'll be back. Not worried about it at all. It might annoy me a little bit. I'll admit it. I'm human. But the reality is we got to keep speaking this truth. When you find it, don't shut. It's not time to be quiet. It's time to speak up, speak out. Now, if you're in the midst of uh, certain areas, you may get a message from God to say, be quiet. Shh, shh, don't talk right now. I'm not talking about those moments. <laughs> all the rest, we need to communicate just like Bobby and Cox is doing in New York. This needs to be spoken about everywhere. It's kind of like on this trip I was just on. Uh, to Pittsburgh, I traveled uh, to and fro. Uh, fortunately, none of my uh, flights were canceled. One of them was delayed like by five hours when I got there in the middle of the night. Uh, but nobody was talking about monkeypox. Nobody. And there's not one. And I'm listening. I'm watching. There's about one, two or three percent of the people were wearing masks, which means that we've won that battle. But the fear that exists, is it enough to get us back into a state of lockdown and shutdown? Are we going to comply? Are we going to have to rely on people like Bobby Ann Cox doing great work in as an attorney? And I'm appreciative of that, but I'm sure she would appreciate too. If you New Yorkers would stand up and not let this happen either, she wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> so that's another aspect of this going forward. I am grateful for people like Bobby Ann and what they're doing. At the same time, as I said, there are other things she could be doing. We all could be doing if we would stop complying. Stop being that willing participant. Even if we're reluctant, we still participate by not, well, how would I say this? By going onto the back of the bus. Be more like Rosa Parks, y'all. And here we go. Three, two, one. All right, we're back at it here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com. Two hours a day, six days a week. You want to get the newsletter? Send or text RSB to 22828. Uh, if you want to be a patron supporter, we have our monthly AMAs through Zoom where we have a lot of great interaction and a lot of giveaways, too. And I want to shout out once again to our guest this hour. She's got a little bit more time. I know she's going to have to run soon, but I want to get her back on. Bobby Ann Cox, she's the attorney in New York that recently won the case, challenged Hochul, the governor, and the health department there uh, for initiating things that they didn't have the authority to initiate. Health guidelines. 
And I've said this too, Bobby Ann, public health is a legal fiction because you don't get sick as a group. You don't get well as a group. It's only about individuals ultimately. And that's where rights come from. And when they move public health into every sector of our lives, that's collectivism. And that disavows our unique individual status. Our health doesn't account for that or allow us even to say, hey, I don't want to engage in what you say because I've done a lot better not doing what you guys and gals in public health have told me I should do or shouldn't do. So that's another dilemma as we move forward as well. Yeah, you know what? I I really think this is an important point that that people should hear. You know, if this was about health, you know, the public health, then in this instance with Governor Hochul and the Department of Health here in New York State, we already have a law which was passed decades ago, like 70 years ago. Um, And it's still here in New York on the books. It's public health law, uh, section 2120. And it says how you can remove somebody from society and put them into quarantine if they are an actual threat to the health of the society. But there are many, many steps that have to be taken before you can actually issue that order of quarantine and remove that person. Number one being, you have to actually prove the person has the communicable disease that you're talking about. This regulation that the governor and the Department of Health issued through the Department of Health has no due process protections. They don't even have to prove that you were exposed to a communicable disease, let alone have the communicable disease. They just have to say, oh, well, we think you were exposed. We mm-hmm. think that you might you might have it. You might not, but you might. And you can't even negotiate your way out of it. You can't even say, well, wait a minute, hang on a second. I don't have tuberculosis or I don't have COVID-19. I'll take a test. I'll prove it to you. No, there was none of that in this regulation. It was just they wanted to lock you down or lock you up and they got to do it. Yeah. And so far, I don't know if there's been an official challenge to even the validity of the test that would proclaim you have something called COVID based on the non-validation and the non-standardization of a test that's only available still to this day via emergency use authorization, via various forms of the PCR test. So you'd have to then also challenge the validity of the test. And yet that's another bar that they go, but that's not admissible here. We hear that. So there's a lot of things that we have come to uh, suffer under because we kind of gave this authority by not stopping them from taking it and proclaiming it to know something more about your health or my health than, well, any government agent or agency would ever know, much less a doctor that we realize the limitations of the medical class, many of whom have woken up in the last two and a half years to speak out against their own profession and their own unscientific application in this uniform way through public health measures of a one-size-fits-all strategy of injecting synthetic mRNA, much less now other vaccines and other drugs. There's not one drug you give to everybody, no matter what. And you think that there'll be no untoward events. I mean, that's absurd. And I know in in law, absurd, absurdity has a very specific definition. Thankfully, it's one of the things that still does until they Orwellian alter it too, like everything else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the fact that there was no due process protection at all in this regulation um, is really important for people to understand. You know, you have to question when something comes out from the government, whether it's an agency or it's the, you know, the executive, the governor, whoever it is, you, you need to really stop and question and say, well, hang on a second. Are they allowed to do that? I mean, is that coming from the right branch of government? Do they have this power? Do they have this authority? Because it's not just in New York where we see this gross overreach from the governor and the executive branch in general. We've been seeing it 
at other state levels around the country. And we've been seeing it at the federal level. You know, if you remember when the CDC was was issuing a moratorium nationwide, you can't evict your tenants because uh, because of COVID. You know, if you evict your tenant for non-payment of rent, then all of a sudden COVID is going to spread more. Right. And and ultimately, last summer, the United States Supreme Court struck that down and said, no way, CDC, you do not have that power. You cannot. That's a law and you cannot make a law like that. You know, and then we saw it in January as well. When OSHA last year, Biden told OSHA to make a rule, tell all the employers in the United States of America, if they have 100 or more employees, they have to require that their employees get the COVID-19 shot. Otherwise, they have to wear a mask all day at work and they have to test weekly. And that was challenged. That went all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. And in January, the Supreme Court said, nope, sorry, OSHA, you are an agency. You're in the executive branch of government. You don't have this power. That is a law and you cannot make law. Only Congress can make law. And then we just saw it with the EPA just a couple of weeks ago. They had a ruling against the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, also in the executive branch under Biden. And the United States Supreme Court struck it down and said, you can't you can't change existing federal law with a regulation. You're an agency. That, that's not the way it works. So separation of powers and constitutional, you know, three branches of government, everybody stay in your lane. It's so important. And thankfully, mm-hmm. we have a Supreme Court that is ruling in the right in the yeah. right manner. And, and, but if they what if they didn't rule in the right way? And that has happened historically. We know that. And that comes to state nullification. But now we're talking about a state level issue. And so now we have to go to how do we get down to individual level nullification? Like Rosa Parks, I keep bringing that up. Not that it's the only thing, but it's like one of the most profound historical examples of nullification on an individual level. No, I will not comply with that unconstitutional edict, prohibition, or demand or commandment. And yet, um, you know, we see the agencies violating our agency every day, federal and state and local very often. And we must do better once we know better. Uh, in order to circumvent this. And we, yeah, I hope and pray that these courts rule properly, but we can't count on it. So we have to realize we must live differently, no longer live just as sheeple and become that we, the people that established this country generations ago. So I was going to ask you, uh, coming back from the break, Bobby, and about a Republican, can a Republican win a state level office in New York that has gone so far to the left in so many ways, primarily because of New York City and its domination by a population? Because I know the rural areas can be different. Is it possible that a Republican win? Are people even in the, the the Democrat Party people fed up enough to say this this is wrong, and I'll be willing to pull the ticket, uh, you know, for an R, even though they didn't ever want to be a Republican? Yeah, that's a great question. I do think there are many Democrats and independents here in New York who who are fed up with what is going on. I really do. I mean, the the ones that I've been speaking with, not all of them, but many of them have said, this is crazy. This is just complete insanity, complete tyranny. So I think they are fed up. Um, You know, we haven't had a Republican governor since, uh, I believe, 2006 uh, with Governor George Pataki. Um, So we've had past 15 or so years, um, Democratic, uh, Democratic governors. And, you know, look at the state. Come on. I mean, if if don't don't pay attention to party lines. Right. What I'm saying is look at the state, look at your life, look at how you're living. If it's great and you're doing well and life is good and your family is happy and okay, fine. But if you're not, (laughs) you know, you need to make a change. So you're right. I mean, it shouldn't matter if it says R next to their name or D next to their name. It should matter what they're doing, the actions that they're taking and how Mm -hmm. it's affecting your life. And is it making it better? 
or is it making it worse? Um, and that's really such an important thing for people to understand in an election year. This, this has always been the danger of party politics. Hegelian dialectic is played out beautifully between Democrats and Republicans. And then we go, well, what about the third party? And every time we see third party, it's it's ended up somehow corrupted just to, ch- you know, let's say let's get the guy we want in and that one of those two parties and with rare exception. Uh, so it is it's a tough political game, especially where it's been a single party rule for so long. But perhaps they're fed up enough in New York or perhaps they might look to you to run for office if uh, if, if no one else will step up. Ah. <laughs> I totally get that response. I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping, you know, the the uh, Senator Borello, Assemblyman Tague, Assemblyman Lawler, the, the ones who stepped up and came on the lawsuit with me. Um, there was also a group of another group of New York state legislators who wrote an amicus brief to support mm. my case. Um, Assemblyman Andy Goodell, Assemblyman Joseph Giglio, and Assemblyman Will Barclay. And that amicus brief was fantastic. And it was authored by Assemblyman Goodell. And um, really, really phenomenal people, all of them, the ones that came on the lawsuit, uh, the ones that did the amicus brief, true leaders. And, And those are the kinds of people that New Yorkers need to hear about. Right. Those are the kinds of people that New Yorkers need to reelect because yeah. we need people like that who are willing to stand up against the grain and say, no, what you're doing is wrong. This is hurting the people. This is a violation of the Constitution. You have to stop doing this. Right. We need those types of legislators because without them, forget it. We are in big trouble if no one's willing to stand up. Mm-hmm. Bobby Ann, quick uh, legal pronunciation question. I've always said amicus briefs too, like you say. I've heard others say amicus briefs. Does everybody go potato, potato, it doesn't matter? Or do they get kind of uppity and toity and hoity when you go, oh, you say it that way, I say it this way? Yeah, it's it, it goes both ways. It's definitely um, everybody, yeah, it's one or the other. Nobody really says, oh, you're not saying it right. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's based in Latin. So I guess it yeah. depends on who studied Latin, which, at which school, right? I, right? That's why. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like autophagy and autophagy. I, that's a medical term, but I'm like, dude, come on, lighten up. It's just, you get the word, right? So, uh, for those of you who have other podcasts or, or, uh, sites out there, uh, I encourage you to interview Bobby Ann, like we have done to get this information out. Cause apparently you're not getting much, uh, publicity in the, what we call the old press when, and that's not surprising. But still, there are a lot of folks in New York uh, that should be talking to you about this. And also, I'm certain certain if they really do follow through on their threat, if you will, to appeal the decision that they lost, uh, as soon as you have information on it, we'd love to have you back. But I know you're going to be working so hard on the response that we might have time. But uh, anyway, I, I certainly appreciate what you're doing and would, ha- would have you back on to talk about it, of course. Thank you. Thank you. That's really wonderful. Yeah, I, I would love to have um, come back on your show, give you an update. Um, I'd love to have the opportunity to speak to more, you know, podcasters and newscasters and whoever's interested in covering this story so that more New Yorkers can hear about this and and people in other states. Because, you know, yeah. if your state tries to do this, uh, you know, you need to know, hey, we shut this down in New York. We won. We challenged them and we won. And you can do it, too. Uh, you know, and I'm happy to speak to other attorneys in other states that are looking to help their people fight against tyranny. Um, and I've been getting a lot of phone calls and emails from international attorneys 
I've been doing presentations. I did one to a group of German attorneys, one to um, just doing South Africa now because they've got a similar law that's trying to be passed or regulation that's trying to go into effect. So Hmm. um, and then in the UK, I did a presentation there. So, you know, internationally, people are reaching out because this is this is happening. I mean, if people think this is, oh, you're crazy, that's never going to happen. Look around. Look at China, look at Australia, look at New Zealand, look at Canada. It is absolutely happening. Tyranny knows no borders. In fact, it'd love it if there were no borders, including around you, because they'll penetrate those borders with medical rape that is via injection uh, with things that you have no earthly idea what's in them. And they certainly aren't proven to be safe or efficacious. Attorney Bobby Ann Cox, we've got your uh, website up as well as a sub stack you have now, Attorney Cox, Attorney C-O-X substack.com if you want to sign up for updates from her there as well as the lawsuit we talked about ongoing unit uniting nys.com bobby and thank you for being on board the show today i appreciate you and all your efforts thank you thank you so much for having me on i really do appreciate it it's wonderful all right that's bobby ann cox and you guys check it out links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com she's busy uh, and she's doing good work I tell you what, I know there are plenty of attorney jokes out there, but there are good folks out there doing great work. And she's definitely in that, in that realm and category and look forward to having her on if they actually do file, uh, the, uh, the appeal. So anyway, thanks uh, for that coverage. That's something we do occasionally for people in the various States, the several States, including New York, where I joined the planet this lifetime way back in the sixties. Yeah, I know I'm old, but, uh, you know, folks, we want to, we want to help you wherever you are. If we can political healing. Yeah. It's part of our uh, discussion points here, including um, sometimes economic healing, of course, mental, emotional, um, spiritual. Yeah. All of it's involved on the Robert Scott Bell show. All right. Super. That was a great connection. How do we, how did we connect with her? That was awesome. Wait, you're muted. It's Come on me. back. There you are. I hear you. I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, is there a delay? Yeah. It looks like it. Looks like it. that's why I couldn't wasn't sure I could hear you. Okay, um, I take all the credit, but I shouldn't. No, actually, that was Kevin. That okay, was... another great guest. Uh, all right, and I'll be right, right back. back. All right, yeah, you be right back. I'm going to carry on with the stories of the day. Uh, oh, first and foremost, actually, I want to remind you that uh, if you're utilizing toxic pesticides, please stop. You can do better. We have better. Orange Guard. Check it out, orangeguard.com. This is delimonene made from, it's distillate from the orange peel, from citrus peel. And it is a certified uh, safe, if you will, for organic agriculture, OMRI certified, listed, so to speak. And you can get it at your local, your neighborhood Ace Hardware stores. If you have them in in the U.S., you do. Ace Hardware stores independently owned, and they're not a sponsor, but I love that they're carrying Orange Guard. How cool is that? You can get Orange Guard, and this is, here I am, in the greenhouse with orange guard. So safe. I drank it on the air. Don't encourage you to do it. Tastes bad, but it's meant to be sprayed around the house, around the garden, safe for kids, safe for pets. And uh, again, go to Ace Hardware and say, thanks for carrying orange guard or buy it directly. Orangeguard.com. And uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate uh, that. We've done shows on it. We'll do more. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the, the next round of classes at Trinity school, trinityschool.org. That is an amazing group of programs they have there, wonderful people, and they're also hosting the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, middle of October 15th and 16th, and outside of Chicago, far enough that I'll show up for it. We do great, have a great time. 
coming up in less than a couple of weeks now, the 18th through the 21st of August, 2022, we've got Autism One, autismone.org. And if you want to get away and, and, and learn a lot of things, if you're a medical person, a nurse, a holistic person, or a lay person, all of, all of us can benefit by the knowledge that we're going to gain. And for you MDs and DOs that need continuing education, they call them CMEs, you can get that too at a very reasonable rate. AutismOne.org coming up, and I hope to see you there. I'll be lecturing on and answering questions on copper. I'll be broadcasting there, interviewing people, and I look forward to seeing you there as well. There's a bunch of other events. I don't have time to go into them all right now, but suffice it to say, hashtag climate change is responsible for everything, right? Hashtag global warming. Is it hashtag global cooling? It's responsible for everything. Now, we had Jerome Corsi on last week. Great interview. I hope you'll uh, go back and, and play that one. Uh, and you'll realize what a scam this climate change uh, movement is. It's really a, a subterfuge to enact communist totalitarian dictatorships worldwide and basically bankrupt you, make sure you own nothing and that you like it. And if you don't like it, we'll drug you until you do, or at least say you do. And here's the uh, article to check out. It's called Floods, Heat, and Other Climate Hazards Are Turning 218 Infectious Diseases into Bigger Threats, according to the study. New research finds that more than half of infectious diseases known to affect humans were aggravated by climate change. No, how about they were aggravated by the fact that people are not eating well, not hydrating properly, not sleeping well, not exercising, not finding the passion in life that would allow for the vital force to flow through them and or meeting all of the symptoms associated with all that I just mentioned with toxic poisons approved by various bureaucratic agencies in the United States it's the FDA, the Fear and Death Administration. In Canada, it's Health Canada. In you know Europe, EFSA. All of these things there is no deficiency for. You don't have a deficiency for a toxicological burden, <laughs> whether it's approved by government or not. But they want to deflect and distract from that and say, oh, it's the changing climate. It's causing all these infections to get worse. Bullsnot. See, I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost dropped one of those words you can't say, even though we can say it. But I know there are kids. Now they're all going to be saying bullsnot. Did you hear? RSP said bullsnot, mommy. Now I'm going to be in trouble for saying that. Well, I'm trying to give you a perspective on the intensity with which I feel this. And I hope that you'll feel and acknowledge it even intellectually, that they're lying to you about climate change, all to get you to part with your rights as they are given to you by a, a creator, the creator God, whatever you perceive it to be. By disconnecting you from your divinity and acknowledging, of course, or disavowing the knowledge that the sun really drives climate and you have little to no, eh, let's just say it, no control over that. But they want to say that you're breathing, you're utilizing carbon-based whatevers, and if we could just stop you from doing that, it'd be, it'd be great. Let's reduce the population on planet Earth. Well, how about global warming alarmists and climate change alarmists? You take yourself out first, right? Do the Earth a favor. You stay, you can't, oh, no, 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 no. I, we, they want all of us to starve to death, but they, they want to be fine when we're making their shoes, as I said. Nothing wrong with making shoes, but these old, rich, what we call them, filthy rich. And uh, that's why I say it that way, because it's not something they've earned. They've actually uh, uh, monopolized and destroyed your ability to get ahead or limited it by rigging the system. So rather than trying to beat the system, how about establishing a system rooted in sound principles, monetary principles, principles of right versus wrong, common law, things like that. They would never function. The, the medical monopoly would not exist if it weren't a monopoly. It would be in a fraction of the places. They don't like that. They want to be everywhere and they want to do it by fiat, by mandate. 
that's part of what we've talked about this hour with Bobby Ann as well, how they're utilizing health departments under the legal fiction of public health to remove you from your rights. So uh, let's move on to the U.S. public health agencies. This is an interesting article. This is from commonsense.news. Headline reads, U.S. public health agencies aren't following the science, officials say. People are getting bad advice and we can't say anything, right? Because we we say it. It's like, oh, you're banned. They say it. It's like, oh, misinformation, disinformation. Not when we say it. It's righteous. It's right. No, they're wrong pretty much all the time. Now, what annoys me about this headline is this concept of following the science as if there's something called the science. Oh, shut up. Stop it with the science. Science is, well, we could call it a noun. You can make it a verb, but the scientific method, observation, testing hypotheses, replicating the experiments to validate, yep, what we found was not an anomaly or a one-off or something that we did. All of that is scientific principles or scientific methods. And then you come up with a conclusion, which is likely to be turned over by somebody that goes deeper and does a better experiment and says, well, you were wrong or only partly right, but here's the nuance to that. The science. Shut up with the science. You're talking about scientism. You're talking about the cult of science that isn't science. And so public health agencies, they're part of the cult. The dangerous death cult known as public health, legal fiction. There's no such thing as public health. There's only your health, my health, or my health. Public health, it's a collectivist notion based on molecular reductionism and the medical monopoly's desire to own and control all life through frightening you out of your connection with the source of all healing and health. Super Don, anything else jump out at you in this article? I see you scrolling down here. Well, yeah, yeah. I just I just want to make a point that this article was written by mm-hmm. somebody that we have a tendency to agree with, this Marty Marty Macri. Macri, yeah. Um, and what he's pointing out here is uh, number one, two recent developments in the agency, the FDA. Mm-hmm. First, how with no solid clinical data, the agency authorized COVID vaccines for infants and toddlers, including those who already had COVID. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the fact that just months before the FDA had uh, bypassed their external experts to authorize booster shots for young children. So mm-hmm. he's basically what he's he's pointing out, and I have a tendency to agree with him, and mm-hmm. I know you're splitting hairs. I know. Um, or maybe I am. What I do. What about this? You got more hairs to split than I do. It's it, it, like Bill Clinton you know, said, it, it, de- it depends on what the meaning of is is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it depends on what the meaning of the all right, I'll back off on that. Then. I'll back off. Science, off. because, yeah. and I'm going to finish my thought. Okay. Uh, wouldn't you say you follow the science on things? And you have a tendency to disagree with other people who say they follow the science, right? It, it's not, It's you're right. If they say yeah. the science, which yeah. means our science. Well, and that's the point, I guess I was. Yeah, you're right. Splitting hairs on that. I think it's important. Science changes, and we follow it. We right. do it all the time yeah. on this show. And so sure. I don't have a problem with following the science. But when I say the science, I mean the evolving science, the changing science, the, the debated science. Well, right? well, let's say the latest analyses, what are they findings? And then we talk about those. Now, Correct. Y- your point and the point of this article is that even the public health agencies are not following what the scientific let's say, realities are of what they're uncovering. 
Right. Or the actual in the, in sciences. The, or yeah. in the absence of scientific validation, they are making scientific law without actually testing hypotheses, just declaring it what? Like they have for decades, safe and effective. Or just safe guessing. Effective, yeah. Just guessing. And, There's and one so, story today that I, I just I couldn't figure out how to fit it in because mm-hmm. it's a family friendly show and I wasn't quite sure exactly how yeah. to to do it in a family friendly way, but it's a news story that's in yeah. mainstream news. That is applying the six foot rule mm. in a very to sexual practices. Yes. Do yeah. you see? You saw that? Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. So it's like it, it, do yeah. uh, do this, but do make sure you do it six want, feet away. Do it six feet away from somebody. <laughs> I'm like, where where did that science come from? I, you're right. That's a hard one to do on no pun intended yeah. on a uh, family friendly <laughs> show. All right. So let's uh-huh. let's go uh, family friendly back to high school brass band or band band practice oh, brass boy. players are the most likely to spread COVID-19 with their instruments. <laughs> like, what did you think they were doing? Remember when they came up with those uh, masks that had holes in them so that they can actually blow through the uh, grass? I wonder if I can, in the next two minutes, I can find a picture of that real quick. But yeah, yeah. we covered the story, and it was ridiculous right. because they had these kids in band practice, mm-hmm. and they had their masks on, but the mask had a hole in the mask so that they yeah. could put their, their saxophone in their mouth and then blow their breath yes. through really. the saxophone into yeah. the room and i was looking at that and i was like how is how does that make any sense i mean are you telling me that is, is like the saxophone some kind of covid filter of some sort that <laughs> g- is getting rid of the covid 19 no i was just thinking here they are with these giant trumpets and stuff they're just blowing covid all over the place and they think that the mask is somehow it's okay as long as it covers the the, 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 the lips. rest of that yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, right. If you believe it's an aerosolized spread, I mean, there, again, this is another issue we won't talk about in the moment. But yeah, the absurdities piled on top of absurdities. Uh, they finally acknowledge, if, if you believe that it's spread that way, that blowing through a brass instrument is not a great idea if you're not, if you're wanting not to. Again, I'm just giving them their argument for the moment. And yeah, I just, I have those images. You'll never forget them. If you find it, great. But they actually had masks where they, they, they were basically like masks with a giant hole so you could blow right through it. Like, what was that? If there was anything more absurd, I mean, there are probably a number of things that are more absurd, but we're out of time to show it unless you got 15 seconds or, or, or left. Otherwise, we'll do it in the bonus round. Well, yeah, just hold on a second. 12 seconds, 10 seconds no, before it we lose have, our feet. No. Yeah, okay. I'm telling well, you. I'll, I'll do it in bonus time. So. If you're on Brighteon, you just have yeah. to check us out over on... Uh, Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. And we'll be back because the power Hold to on. heal. No, no, no. The power to heal. No. The power to heal. No. No. The power to heal. Almost. Come Almost. on. All right. Are you ready? The power to heal is yours. So somebody wants to know what happened there at the end of the show. Well, Super Don was so entrenched in finding that image that he couldn't find about the brass players with the mask with the holes that he didn't have the uh, the end video lined up ready for me to say the power to heal is yours. And we go right to break. So he, as I was saying, he said, no, no. I said, OK, now, pop, no, now. So we that's what it was. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> what a show. What a show. God, we got to have some silly. I'm telling you, I do feel better after having started this show super cranky and annoyed and on and on. I may still be after the show is over and even the bonus round, but I definitely feel better when I talk about this show 
It's just as much for my benefit, maybe more so than yours. It's like a catharsis. <sighs> I can let it out. I can say things to lighten the burden, to ease the load, etc. And I'm grateful that y'all are here. I hope you enjoyed it as much as you just like to say the I word do. catharsis. Catharsis is what a great word that is. That's such a nerdy word. How about um, catharsis? How about uh, amicus briefs? Amicus briefs. Yeah. Do you feel better about that now? You can say autophagy, it the way you want to say it. autophagy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my yeah. point about language. Lighten up, y'all. All right, get if I get somebody's last name wrong, you can yell at me. It's okay. But All right. So before we went to break, there. Yes. Uh, we were talking about the silliness of the masks that you could play instruments in. I mm -hmm. found one picture, and, and here's a picture of these masks. That these were designed in Japan mm -hmm. uh, where you could have a, like a, a slot there where you could put your saxophone yes, in your mouth. But again, I mean, look at... You're just blowing breath right out of the other end. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's how, how the horn works, right? So to me, you I looked at that, and I was... Now, now uh, give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. Some people did come up with these things that you put over the hole, like a filter on the end type Right, thing. yeah, you could put a screen on it. Right, but initially, Pantyhose. this is what they were doing here. I was just like, "How that that just doesn't make any sense." But the same There's... stupidity applies that whatever mesh they're using, in order to for it to work, it would stop the flow of it air. It would have to be, out. yeah. And then you wouldn't be, be able, hearing you would, you wouldn't be able to hear the the music. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Then there was the other one here, which I thought was hilarious, mm -hmm. where they had the kids in the in the little little tent things. Oh gosh, yeah, playing right. their playing their instruments as they're doing band practice. As, as their CO2, uh, lo CO2 levels rise dangerously, precipitously, uh, the point of passing right. out. Yeah, amazing. So did I get it right in describing what happened at the end of the show where you kept saying, no, yes. no, 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 no? Yeah, because I was doing it, I was like, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, hold on I'm not ready. Now, what happened to uh, Brideon.tv? They cut us off before I got to say it? I don't know. I, I, was, on, I was on time for them. I was, I was too busy. Usually they're pretty good at, at uh, you know, they've got a little bit end. of wiggle, wiggle room and they'll yeah. wait until we go to break. So I'm going to okay. say they probably did okay. They probably held it off and everybody's going, what the heck was that? That was the yeah. weirdest ending. No, I, got, I just got a weird email here. Let's see. Yeah, here. what is it? From somebody named Dimple Sarabia. Dimple. Dimple? First name Dimple. Okay. Um... Uh, Dimple Sarabia is mm -hmm. from a uh, company called TDS, Top Domain Sellers. Yeah. They have sent me a name, a, an email to let me know mm -hmm. that they have a domain, a, mm -hmm. a, an internet domain that is currently on sale. Yeah. Uh, that we might be interested in. How much they want for it? They want, it's appraised at $1,500, but they have it priced at only $398. Mm, what is it? Well, no, dude. I, I know you're you're waiting for some kind of a punchline. Yeah. But apparently, whatarevaccines.com is available. Oh. Does anybody want it for three ninety eight? Because I don't. Dude, that's it. Well, no. Think about it for a second. For the right yeah. person. Yeah. No, I know it could would, be good. This would be a great domain. Whatarevaccines.com. Go get Sherry Tenpenny. She'll she'll get it. Three hundred ninety eight dollars. You can get it today. Apparently, from Dimple. Dimple. At Todd, yeah, Dimple. I, I, mean, I don't know, whatever. It's a foreign name, I guess. So, yeah, if anybody's interested in picking up whatarevaccines.com mm -hmm. for $398, uh, let me know and I'll pass yeah. the information along to you. That would be a great domain for somebody to have who wanted to try and educate people, right? Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you can even get that, uh, but I'm sure that people are scrambling for it. Yeah. That's a steal at $398, in my opinion. All right. By the way, my, my, uh, my honey says the outro 
timed out perfectly for Brideon. So credit goes to the, to the folks over at Brideon for that. Yeah, for doing it right. They're holding yeah. on just a little bit longer for Super Don to be ready. Derelict in his duty. <laughs> oh, Dude, man. I, honestly, from where I started the show today, I, I've still got to deal with a lot of stuff I was talking about, but... Uh, you know, it just feels good to be able to, you know, as I like if, if I was thinking about it, I was like, dude, you know what? I should just not even do the show today. Right. That kind of feeling. You know what? I it, yeah. Would you say that it was kind of like therapy for you? Totally. Yeah. There yeah. You absolutely. Go. See, you benefit from your own show. How awesome yeah. is that? I should hope so. I hope you benefit from that. <sighs> anyway, I thought uh, our guest was great. Yep. And uh, fascinating the journey she's on in New York. She's sticking it out. Good for her. Sorry, we're not on Facebook Live, but hey, you know what? Share the show however you can. I don't know what to do, man. You know, I'm torn. Yeah. I really am because it's like, on the one hand, mm -hmm. we're connected with a lot of people via Facebook. Yeah. When we're not on Facebook, it sucks for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Because that's where they watch us. At the same yeah. time, I don't want to be censored. Mm -hmm. Right? So right. it's like, you know, and I'm not... I don't know. I, I guess I'm not as careful as I used, quite as careful as I used to be because Facebook kind of just kind of relaxed a little bit and they weren't yeah. quite as, as you now know, they're, they're tightening it and stricting it again. I don't. Well, and you know what the thing is, is I could go on there and I could just say, hey, guys, can't tell you what we're talking about today. Yeah. But when I go live, they're going to hear the, what we're talking the title about on there. And yeah, it's the content of the video in this particular case that got us, I believe. Mm hmm. So it's like, what do we do? You know, yeah. uh, I, I don't want to lose Facebook. I know a lot of people think Facebook sucks and you've moved on to other things. Good for you. Yeah. It's still a very effective tool for us to reach a lot of people. So we could stand on principle, I guess, yeah. and go, well, we're just not going to participate in that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but then we are silencing ourselves in a way we don't want in to. In a way anything, where we, yeah. you know, we restrict our outreach. Right. That's Did, a bit of a dilemma for me. We were, t look, last week, weren't we talking about uh, that new media outlet aggregator and also Rumble? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to do anything with that yet, but I, I've actually got it logged in on, on the computer here, but um, I don't know how that, exactly that's going to work. We're going to find out. I'm just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start uploading episodes of the yeah. show. And we'll kind of just see what happens and where it goes. I mean, it it sounds really cool. Yeah, well, it might, it might open us up to yet, way so. more than Facebook is. Yep. Maybe, so, well, maybe. Go. But see, again, the way it works is, in order for that to be true, yeah. then all the people that we had connections to on Facebook would have to then all go over to the new well, place. And people or, aren't going to do that. Or you know? we, get, we get new folks that didn't know about us. I know, up. but I don't want to leave everybody behind. I, you know, I know. Leave not no our, one behind. Not know? our intent to do so, but again, Facebook's making it First again, on the field, difficult. last to leave. Come on. But again, there are lawsuits too right now, currently, collusion with the government and social media. Right. So it might not be a forever thing. I'm just nervous because I don't want to want to take one, one step too far and then mm. be, be done, be gone. So... But as you guys know, we are on other platforms. So in the event like today, hopefully yeah. when uh, people didn't get the notification, they came over to the website and or picked you know picked it up on D Live or Twitch or, or something mm -hmm. like that. So I don't know. It sucks right now. But yeah. Plus, I can't like comment on people's cat videos and stuff right now. Ah, you know that makes life worth living there. <laughs> 
commenting on cat videos. <sighs> what are vaccines.com? All right, what's going on in the chat room? What are y'all up to there? Let's see. Anybody talking to us? What is it all about? Any progress in restoring the V Science Bites page link with Dr. Sherry Tempany's interview segments? Steven's asking. Not yet, no. Not yet, no. It shouldn't be that hard to do. We I need... think I may have just deactivated. Hold on. Yeah. I can look at it right now. We meet 10. But the thing is, where are those videos being hosted? Because you know if they're Brighty hosted on. on. No, they're oh, all they on are Brighty on, on. Yeah. Okay. Then they're okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. All right. Gretel, ARSB, have you ever heard of the toothache plant? I have one in my garden I bought at a flea market. The toothache plant are Acmella oleracea, flowering plant of native to Brazil. Okay, cool. Okay, so I remember now. Okay. There was an issue with one, two, three, four of the videos mm-hmm. came up with a 404 error message, but the rest of them are fine. Like episode five through 16 yeah. are all coming up okay, it looks like. One through four? The Where f- are they? One through four, something is funky is going on with the coding or something like that. So yeah. the, the page is still there, but it's just deactivated for the moment until I get that figured out what's going on with that. Okay. Well, do you want to activate it even with those four gone? I could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm For good. people that are asking, it's probably better to have it and then figure it out. Yes. Steven says, it's time for the Robert Scott Bell Show. Why is Facebook censoring today's show? Tune in to find out. Thank you, Steven. That's a you know, great way to, to help promote it. Absolutely. It's, good. it's a good way. All right. Lori's asking about the poll results as well in uh, your daily newsletter. Well, letter. let's take a look then. You should probably so... have them from Sunday and today, Sunday and Monday. Sunday and Monday. What are you talking about? Sunday? Did you did you do a poll do a for poll Sunday's show? Sunday. Oh, you know, uh, it's just okay. No, just it's only Monday. Monday through Friday. I did the newsletter didn't go out on Friday because I got so hammered with stuff that I just yeah. was not able to pull it off. Yeah. But um, the previous poll is in the today's news newsletter. If you want to see what those results are, so for today's mm-hmm. today's uh, poll question is. Do you think it's likely or unlikely that there will be a surge of monkeypox cases in the U.S.? And it ranges from very likely all the way to not sure. Yeah. So I, what do you I, what do you guess, Robert? I will say very likely, but I will qualify it to say that there are going to be bogus uh, proclamations and pronouncements of what it is. Any rash will be monkeypox. So, uh, but I'll say very likely is going to lead. How about? Very unlikely. (laughs) Well, you know, if I consider and say the claims that it's 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 happening is bogus, then I would go to the very unlikely. But I understand the reason that that probably for most people is like it's kind of mixed, though, really. And I I appreciate that because, you know, honestly, we don't know. All we're Mm -hmm. doing is just guessing. Um, And a lot of it has to do with your own opinions on certain things. So, you know. You look at the details of this thing, right? I mean, what do we know, at least, you know, based on on their data, what do we know about the situation with monkeypox? Um, It appears to be, in the U.S., largely in the the gay community, Mm -hmm. particularly men, uh, which is very unusual because in Africa, it's it's not like that. It's the opposite. It's like just everybody, you know, gets it. Here, it's just in the gay community among mostly men. So, uh, I guess the correct question would be, do you think that there will be a large surge of 
monkeypox in the gay community. Now, people will probably answer differently. If, if, if yeah, well, that's that very true uh, because right? we know immune suppression in that community due to certain. But that's see, that's where it was. Uh, the statistic yeah. I saw last week was it was like ninety five percent. Yeah, you know, we're in that community, and mm-hmm. so. And I explained why once again. Why? Yep. Why is why isn't it gay people in Africa? Was, uh, gosh, really? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Come on right. now. <clears throat> so yeah. anyway. That is the poll results. Thank you for participating. We'll have another one going out tomorrow. If you are not signed up for the newsletter, you can sign up over at our website on the side uh, column on the banner, or you can text RSB to 22828, which we got, you know, a lot of people from that Nutritional Frontiers uh, Yeah, shout uh, out to any new listeners, uh, viewers from Nutritional Frontiers. God bless you all. It was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We had a great time on the boat. And made some new friends, some who I'd already connected with on, uh, what is that, Instagram? You know, when we were kind of connecting on Instagram, I was like, oh, I already, yeah, we're already, you know. But you don't know. It's like a one-dimensional thing or two-dimensional when you get to meet them. And there's some awesome folks. They're stepping it up and doing the right thing. And it looks like it, you had a really good time. Yeah, and it's and it's fun, you know, in the midst of serious topics, of course. And when we're at Autism One, Judy Mikovits is going to be there. We'll have a reunion. Brian Hooker. I mean, these things, you gain new friendships. They become family. Because you're really on the same, dare I say, team, but certainly in terms of a mission that's very supportive of one another, what we're trying to do here. And as I said, we get more people on board. And to the point of my opening today, unbeknownst to me where I went with today's opening, there are many people that have lived a life that you would seemingly say was in opposition to all that we believe and do, and yet they're coming on board now. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Let's welcome them in. Don't condemn them for everything they've done in their past. There's got to be some level of forgiveness if they're actually repenting and doing differently, as opposed to saying, oh, I repent, but they don't really mean it. You can see they're still doing the same stuff versus they've changed their behavior. You see it. And, and, and the point is, if we were condemned for any one or series of things that we did super done when we were kids or younger, <laughs> come on, really? Or How would anybody survive to, for, to do anything functional as an adult? Some of us didn't grow up until we were like in our 40s, you know, so, you know, you got to give some people some slack, but um, you're right. You're right. You know, I mean, if if Anthony Fauci called up and said, hey, Robert Scott Bell, listen, I know that I've I've made some mistakes in the past, uh, but I've decided to turn over a new leaf and uh, I'm going to live a holistic style lifestyle and I'm not going to get uh, push vaccines anymore. You'd forgive him, right? It would take a little more than saying that, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I couldn't just, help it. Sorry. <clears throat> I, but, but you get the dis- distinction I'm making. It's I know. I a, do. Totally. A, a verbal 100%. mea culpa. Watch them. Observe them. How are they living their life? How is it distinctly different from what they did before when they claim, I'm never going to do it again, and then they go home and beat their wife? That's right. Right? That's the difference. Nope. You're we'll 100%. Distinction. Uh, once again, thanks to uh, CBDNF.com. Uh, Please sign up, get the samples, send a picture with the samples to Superdon. I really want to do a giveaway soon, and I'm waiting for at least one or two more. One. Entries. All we need is one. one. We haven't had do... one in like yeah, two months like, or something. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. you, you know, there's so many awesome uh, viewers, listeners to this show. Get on there. Go to CBDNF.com. Sign up if you mention the I Robert Scott Bell Show. You'll is be it possible to... that everybody who's listening to this show? Mm-hmm 
has gone to cbdnf.com, signed up for a free account, and gotten no. their samples yet? Not possible. Not at all. I don't think it's, so. And we're speaking specifically of those in the U.S. because their ability to send the hemp CBD is is domestic. Right. And they even have to change the labels to send to California. And enough. also remember, in addition to that, yeah. uh, if you guys would like to do another giveaway contest, I would. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to do one for the uh, Orange Guard. Get oh, yeah. by the Orange Guard. Take pictures, send it in. Run, take a picture with your orange guard, and and we'll we'll figure. So out far, my buddy Scott Scherner is in the lead. He sent one. I in. know he's going to win the he's going to win the million dollars. All oh you yeah, guys I know. What are you guys waiting for? Come right? on, get with the program. <sighs> Let's right. see. Murdoch says and he started his class. He says there are twenty people in the Trinity Health Coach program this round. That's awesome. Hey, guess what? Ula is talking to us from LinkedIn. Really. What is yes. LinkedIn? Oh, LinkedIn, right? We broadcast on LinkedIn. No, I haven't. You, I can't. you see that over on in, in the in the chat right there? All right, let me go to it. Stand by. Uh, She's God. talking to us on LinkedIn. Ula, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Ula, you're watching on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Welcome, Ula. So, yes, Ula, we do see the comments when we look at the chat room. Yeah, um, they do come in. Yes, right. They do come in, absolutely. No, I don't think we can talk back, I don't think. I don't know. Let's see. Te- uh, see if you can respond to Not to, to LinkedIn. Google. I don't think we can. Let me see. We'll let I you. Think, I think we no, can. No, it won't. It's read yeah. only. Oh, man. Yep. Huh. That's weird. Well, LinkedIn's a one-way yeah, street. Yeah, she, she actually just messaged me, and she was just wanting to make sure that we saw that Olivia Newton-Giant and John had died. Yeah. Yeah, that's the you know the saddest of the day, lo- a, lo- a real loss. I just uh, She was an s- absolute sweetheart and everything she did, and music and dance and singing and, and uh, movies. She's just great. I was like one of those things, but everybody, and you know, the thing is you said she, she survived what 30 years of breast cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. three decades. How many people that do radical mastectomies, chemo and radiation could say that, you know, if they're going to say, ah, oh, see, this is evidence that well, things she did didn't work. Like really? She died at 73. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, yeah. Define please. What's your definition of work? Right. And you know we gotta uh, we gotta get Ula on maybe on Friday, because you know what I actually I'm gonna be gone um, on Friday Thursday and Friday, both days. Both days. I gotta oh, leave on Lord. Thursday. Pressure's on. Now I thought this day was getting better, and now it just got worse. Oh, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> I gotta. So maybe it we all haven't out. had Gu- uh, Gula. Gula. <laughs> we haven't had Ula on in, in quite a while. Um, well, let me look at the calendar and I'm see what's see coming if... up this week. Uh, Thursday. I've got one part. Well, we got Emord and then Douglas Sirignano. Of course, I got to have a test done that day because we've we've now instituted a rule, solid rule that if you unless it's a repeat recurrent uh, guest, like we know Jonathan Emord's links always work. But if not, we're like if you don't test and we we prove that you can be on and and I'm, we're just, I'm just tired of all the dropouts and the all the stuff that happens. Now, granted, if I'm on the road, it can be a challenge, as it was on Friday, apparently. Uh, but hopefully the Sunday broadcast we pre-recorded, it shouldn't be a problem with uh, Tracy and uh, Judy. I thought that was a great show. Uh, and then Friday, what's going on Friday? I don't think anything's Nothing. scheduled for Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think we'll try and see if we'll get her in on, um, on Friday. Douglas. Mm-hmm. Serignano, yes, Nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu. Uh, apparently met you at the Red Pill Expo. He okay. talked to you. He's got a website called 
AmericanConspiracyAndCoverUps.com. Oh, yeah. No, I know that guy. He's got a huge book. Uh, that'll be a good discussion. Yeah. As long as we can test him and make sure he's got, you know, it yes. works. Yes. Otherwise, then I've got to go to plan B without you. And that's going to be interesting. Correct. And we don't want to do that on air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, we were supposed to have AJ Rice on today, but we've had to reschedule him. Uh, because the of the show. test that didn't work, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're going to pre-record for Sunday's broadcast with him and his, his book, new book, uh, The Woking Wo- Dead. The Woking Dead. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You still got um, Ula's message up on the screen. That wasn't me. I don't think I put that up there. I thought you, you mean did. I did that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I did that. I didn't even know I did that. Hide. I don't know how I did that. Oh, I did that. Ooh, I did that unbeknownst to myself. Yep. Ula says, Gula, she's laughing. I'm sorry, Gula. Arugula. <laughs> Arugula. That's By short. the way, my arugula is just like taking out. Man, dude, my, oh, you know what? We didn't see any pictures f- today. Oh, man. Can we show them the, tomorrow? The tomatoes are starting to uh, mass produce in vengeance. Yeah. Uh, they're like all over the place and they're, they're, it's really cool, man. There's going to be a ton of tomatoes. The, the arugula has like gone bonkers. Um, you know, it was that salad mix that I got. Yeah. And there's like two different things. I don't know what they are. Mm. Two, two other things that aren't like leaf lettuce, but other greens, you know? Yeah. And one of them has this, this stalk thing that has gone straight up in the air from it. It's like, like a, like a, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what to do with it. But uh, anyway, it's, it's well, looking really point, happy. You may get one that bolts and starts to flower and seed. That's probably what it is. Yeah. That's got to yeah. be what it is. So you definitely want to At this point, I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to let it grow, and I'm oh, going to enjoy the, the fact. I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I've got a very happy, healthy plant. Is no, what and I'm save the seeds for next season. Well, how do you, you do that? To, what do you mean, how do you do that? What do you do? You like cut it off and... Like, yeah, well, let the seeds mature where you see the pods of whatever they are dry and ready and just put them in a little don't, bag don't, for next year. Don't make year. fun of me. I don't know. How, I've never done this before. I'm what so do you mean? mean? I, yeah, oh, you know, lettuce seeds. You I'm know, I just so get lettuce mean. seeds. They just, they pop out and say, hi, here I am. You know, I don't know these I things. I know. I'm teasing, of course, but I think it's great. So anyway, so there's there. that. The zucchini plant. The Dude, the leaves on this thing just continue to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge. I'm finding that the zucchini, however, I think because there's a particular kind, they're called space misers. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, they are supposed to not get too terribly big so you can grow them in small spaces. So they're like small zucchini. So Hmm. I've been waiting for them to get bigger and they just like kind of getting a couple of them have gone bad because why did you buy space misers instead of regular? I didn't know. I went in there and zucchini. Space, oh. I didn't know what a space miser zucchini was. It sounded kind of cool. Dude, and I'm not a space miser you because you did that. I'm just asking if you had a conscious decision there. I uh, know okay. it looks yeah. cool. I had yeah. visions of like a zucchini in a spaceship, okay, or something. I don't I, know totally. So I did that. The broccoli is getting bigger, it's still just one, uh-huh. but it is get, and it's not purple. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be purple broccoli, and it's green. I don't it looks know, it's okay. Maybe but, somebody deceptively sold you a purple broccoli that's green. Get your but money my back. But to- my tomato plant, the, the one tomato plant, the pear tomato, mm-hmm. got so tall yeah. that it fell over. And yeah. I was like, oh, no. That's I why you have to have a large cage to help them. Well, I, the ca- I didn't know. I didn't realize it was going to get that big. So I had to get twine, mm-hmm. and I tied the one to, I tied it to the cage. And, the yeah. cage, and so it's like the tomato plants are all like close and personal now. Right. And it's just this gigantic tomato 
shrubbery. Yeah. Out out in the, in the, in the you got to get us house. pictures maybe tomorrow. I will. Read. I've got the pictures. I, I took them, but I forgot to. Okay. Get them done. So uh, Gula. Yes. Um, let me know if you're available on Friday. Okay. You can fill in for me on Friday. Do we hashtag bring back Marlon on Friday? Do we? And maybe, uh, maybe I'll shoot him an email. Make it a, an, an, an all family get together. Our special family. I will, family I will shoot him an email and see if he's available. Okay. But you will have to do the testing part of it. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I won't be here. All right. Hopefully, I can manage it without you. All right. Anyway, so tomorrow we have got. Cordy Williams. Hey, Cordy's back. Awesome. Yep. I want to hear what his journey's been in California running as a Republican uh, in that state, what that what that journey was like. Jessica Rose. Mm-hmm. PhD will be on. Jessica is... What topic? Uh, let's see here. Uh, she has a website. Her main motivation for the website is to bring awareness uh, to the public with regards to the VAERS data. Okay. Um... She up has updated VAERS absolute counts, some analysis, mm-hmm. uh, some of her own publications on VAERS, and in general, some of her uh, interviews that she's done. So it's just bringing, bringing the statistics from the VAERS data to the public. Hmm. So we will talk. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. And then uh, we'll do the simulcast with Sherry Belmar on Wednesday, Wednesday when you will be doing your thing. We don't know if Ty's going to be on board Wednesday yet. Not yet. No, okay. I'll find out. All right. So anyway. uh, Annie, the homeopath out in Quebec, says, Hi, RSB. I'm trying to find the Orange Guard on the Internet, and it seems that the Canadian IP address won't let me find it. So you, can you type in www.orangeguard.com? G-U-A-R-D? Yes, yes, that should get you there. Is it not, does, are they blocking you in Canada from even opening the website? That'd be weird. Now, of course, the Orange TKO, the cleaning product, is a Canadian product. I ordered some of that. I had to order it from Canada because I don't know who, if any, is an American distributor of that as well. But So are they blocking it from going into Canada? I don't know. Hopefully. But you can reach out. I think when we, when we post the image... Does it have a, a, a direct contact? No, it's just orangeguard.com. I guess there is a contact us on the on the webpage. Yeah, right? you, you, uh, yeah. All right, so let's do this. Um, do they have a phone number? Let's see. All right. Yes. So take this number down. This is the number for Orange Guard. You can give them a call and find out whether there's a reason why. Or I, I would assume they could ship to Canada, but I don't know for a fact, I guess. Yeah. So the number, if you want to give them a call, is 831-384-3217. 831-384-3217. If you missed that, just just rewind it. Yeah, and also, if, uh, if you, you always take a trip across the border and go to the local uh, uh, Ace Hardware store, they'll have it for you. If you can smuggle it back in. No, I'm not advocating smuggling. But it's probably hey, okay no, to bring no. it back in. Yeah. Robert Scott Bell said that I could do this. <laughs> Orange Guard, 32 ounce. You can buy it at Walmart in Canada. So I would say, yes, you can get it. Oh. Okay. If Walmart in Canada can get it, then holy moly. Are you kidding me? That's okay. That can't be right. What? Two hundred and five dollars? What? 
Canadian dollars aren't worth what they once were worth, I think. Dude, there's no way that it can cost $200 Canadian. Hmm. This must be a bad weapon. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But Instacart in Canada. Yeah, mm -hmm. Orange Guard Insect Killer. This is interesting. I'm going to go. I didn't get a chance to work out this morning because I, it was just too much going on. Plus, there's a major challenge at the, the gym where I think they got f like five rounds of uh, trainer lead. So it's going to be intense. So I'm glad I didn't go this morning. So my plan is to go out and uh, shake it out, beat on the uh, heavy bag and feel better. Uh, and then if I'm still upright tomorrow, we'll do another show. All right. So send in your picture when you do get some Orange Guard, and we'll do some kind of giveaway in addition to what we do with our AMAs for uh, our patron supporters. And we have that set for Saturday at noon, the 20, what? 27th of August coming up. Well, that's cool. I just found a video of Tor McPartland talking about Orange Guard. Oh. I didn't could, know that existed. Could link that. That'd be cool. It's from 12 years ago. But uh -huh. it's still All right, well, I'm going to take a dose of my IGF-1 before I go. I'm going to take a dose of Cardio Miracle before I go and have a good workout. Super Don, you're going to go out into the garden, take some pictures for tomorrow then? Uh, I already, already have them. them. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. I just didn't get them uploaded, so I will uh, I will, we'll do garden stuff tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right, well, th hey, thanks for bearing with me, y'all. I was in a foul mood today, but I think it turned into a good show. Usually does. Super Don likes it when I'm in a foul mood. He makes the, I had no idea what to expect, but it, uh -huh. it was a good show. Makes the day go faster, yeah. if that's what you want anyway. So, God willing, we'll see you less than 22 hours from now. Thank you again for being here. Listen to Mickey-friendly music now. <laughs>